0: Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House in Sleepaway Camp and you are listening
1: to The Real Nerds Podcast. Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host Ryan here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find The Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6nerds5. Aw, oh, man, our website is so cool.
2: podcast unofficially the official podcast of denver comic-con i'm a host james uh and i am joined here by brad brad you're here
3: hey what's up how you doing
2: (laughs) uh don't 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 podcast with your mouth full seriously i'm hungry um but this is a very special episode this is a very very special episode um no ryan's not here and zach's not here either zach's off doing an interview um ryan still has baby so that's good um but we are joined with cora and Michael. Guys, introduce yourselves. Say
4: hi. Hi, I'm Cora.
2: And I'm Michael. Uh, if, you, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know our beloved correspondent from Durango. But, Cora, you're not from Durango anymore.
4: Technically, I am homeless and unemployed right now. <laughs> Michael and I are both homeless and unemployed, and all of our right. things are in our car.
2: What, what is going on? What are you doing?
4: We are moving to Seattle. But we are doing all of these little adventures on our way, and we're taking about a month to get there, and we're stopping all over like, the western part of the country. And so we wanted to come see you guys since we had, we're coming to Denver to see some other friends. And so we're like, oh, my God, we have to do the show because, duh.
2: Uh, this is so cool. This is, this yeah, is really cool. It's really cool. Uh, how did this come about that you were like, I'm going to give up my whole life and <laughs> move to Seattle?
4: um we were in seattle in march for emerald city comic-con because we have a friend who used to live in seattle and is living in durango now but he's going back to seattle blah 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 whatever um so he wanted us to go to emerald city comic-con so we did that and we were in seattle talking about how much our jobs suck and how much it was nice to be on vacation Mm -hmm. and we're like what if we were on vacation for longer than that and tried to do something different it was like we could go to Denver. We could stay in Durango and try and get different jobs, or we could live here, because why not? And so we kind of sat around and talked about it for a while and <laughs> dwelled on it for a little while, and then we're like, no, we can do it. Like, we can save up the money, and we can do it, and we can make it happen. Because our lease on our house that we were sharing with two other people was up, and it's like, yeah, let's do it. Is that right?
0: Pretty much. We made it happen.
4: cool. I got it right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think this is amazing. I think this is really <laughs> exciting and cool.
4: Well, um, we're, we're, we just turned, I'm 27 and Michael's 29. And so we figured, yeah, it's time to go do something different before we get old.
2: Yeah. 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 Cause you're still, before. you're still in that place where Shut you up. can just, <laughs> you're still in that place where you can just like completely uproot and be like, well, gonna, we're going to go try something else.
4: And apparently people tell us it rains there. Which uh, was yes. which was news to me. I didn't.
2: Did it, not, <laughs> it didn't rain there at all when you guys were there?
4: No, everyone we talked to is like, oh, you know it rains there? It's like, yeah, yeah. I watch Grey's Anatomy. I've seen every episode. <laughs> I know it rains there. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much. Uh, I got really sick of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going to get really sick of the rain. Did you know it rains there? No,
4: I'll be okay. We'll, okay. we'll be okay.
2: <laughs> Very cool. Do you know what you're like looking to do? or or um? No. No? the place to live you should you should like uh you should go onto that website where you can like sleep on somebody's couch
4: we are looking at airbnb yeah and we're actually looking at getting a two bedroom two bath until our friend hoover moves up and we will airbnb the extra bedroom hmm. so we've considered that as well that's like option 3 of our different choices when we get there but i'm not going to worry about that for another 2 weeks or
2: so i feel like when you're homeless and jobless you have lots of options so it's good that you've got them like in in numerical order
4: I only um, have three choices right now. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't go higher than three.
2: I, that's still fair. That's still fair. I guess
4: four would be sleeping in the car.
2: Which, okay, with four. all of the That'd shit work. we
4: have, four. would not work right now.
2: Yeah. You could stand on the side of the road and hold up a sign. It says, like, hey, I, have a, I don't have a house. That Get seems really dangerous. Day. It does seem really dangerous. Don't do that. That's horrible.
0: <laughs> Being transients is option number five
2: yeah oh you could panhandle in the ihop there used to be at the at the IHOP in for collins there used to be these guys who would come in and they'd like panhandle at the table and then the, like the manager would come in and kick them out um they seemed happy
4: see we we look like hipsters and so i don't think anyone would actually want to give us their money this
2: is true and it's Seattle. i don't think there are any ihops there i think they're all like you know weird hip restaurants but
4: they've got plenty of starbucks
2: this is
1: really <laughs> There's a lot of Starbucks. Starbucks every really?
2: I would expect that like every corner would have some like little you know mom and pop coffee shop that everybody thinks is hip and
3: they have a Starbucks pancake house. They what? just combine them. <gasps> Where's
2: this? at? Oh, they don't really have. Oh, you you some Brad son of a bitch. things up. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, uh,
3: at the rate they're going, you can. Yeah. Probably, I guess
4: according yeah. to a friend of mine who used to live up there, they're looking at trying to get beer in some of their like coffee shops. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
3: like we Starbucks never have beer? To leave.
4: We would live there forever. Yeah. Option six, living in Starbucks.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> cool. You know Very what I cool. do, uh, do know they do have is they have like little coffee huts like off the road. Oh, and, like driving? in lingerie to serve you coffee.
2: Oh, uh, Katie Dowdle used to work at one of those.
3: That's terrible. Um, <laughs> just that. It's a
2: fact. Uh, yeah. After, <laughs> after college, she went and worked at one of those in, in the Springs. Uh, those things are all over the place. I
4: wouldn't do that.
2: Uh, yeah, don't do that.
4: I wouldn't do that. Oh, I didn't like I it when she that. did it either. You can yes, get a job she, where you, you wear very little clothing. That's fine. I am not doing that.
3: Yeah. Uh, stop, how soon stop you guys going go to How soon you guys going to go to Nintendo? Redmond, Washington. What? Nintendo headquarters. What? Re- really? Let's s- s- work there? Seriously? Yeah. They have a gift shop. I've been to it. <laughs> <laughs> you would shit. never find There's it unless you're a as persistent people. as I was. Oh my god.
2: Where is this? Inside? I didn't know this existed either.
3: Redmond, Washington, um, it's like off the side of the highway, and you kind of go up into the trees or whatever, and then they have like their whole campus or whatever. And then um, there's like a main entrance, but in another building, there's just like this little gift shop door. And you go in, and there was like baseball jerseys, like Nintendo embroidered on them, and um, like uh little playing cards that they used to do, and like little uh, glass cases of all. The different memorabilia from all the different eras.
4: We're, we're doing that. Yeah, yep. they no, gave some posters just
3: because we were from so far away. That's cool. Yeah, they're like, here, take these Animal Crossing posters and uh some other stuff.
4: No, that's happening.
3: Yeah, you should check it out. Although I don't totally. know, this was 2007, so I don't know if their security <laughs> has improved. But yeah, I just drove up Meh. there and went in one door, and there was Stole a gift. A shop bunch and, of shit and yeah. walked right out. Oh, I got a wee coffee mug. Sh- yeah. And actually I asked for the black one but I didn't check it before I left, so I like dr- we drove away for miles and miles and I opened it up and I'm like, oh this is the white one.
4: Oh sad.
3: I was like, Do you want to change it? Yeah, I mean, I'm from Denver, how else am I gonna switch it? So we <laughs> drove all the way back and they hey.
4: I wanted the black one. because yeah. 'Cause I'm racist. I'm so kidding. <laughs> I, don't yeah. know, I don't know. I what do that hate white means. I do hate white people, so
3: <laughs> that's why I wanted the black one. <laughs> Represent. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Oh no! It's totally
2: fine. Is Kyle? It's not.
3: <laughs> no, I did the Black Panther chest bump thing. Oh,
2: okay. But for white power.
3: For no, I I just told you I'm a, I hate whitey.
2: Oh, oh!
4: This is why I love this show.
3: I know. So what offensive. is this show anyway?
2: <laughs> we, uh, if if this is the first time you've listened, I'm sorry. Um, but really uh, like rusty as host. We- <laughs> this is true. Um, we, uh, every week we go see a movie And we talk about it This week we saw uh, What did we see? We saw the Let's Be Cops That's what we saw We did see Let's September Be Cops September continues to be The worst month for movie releases You do realize um, I'm going to name the episode
3: Let's Be Cops, right? Oh <laughs> <laughs> When we were deciding movies I was, you know, the Congress What was the other one? I was like, oh, I hope it's Let's Be Cops Because I'm going to totally name the episode this
2: This is, this is why <laughs> it happened This is why I don't share the podcast On my Facebook page Because I have to be f- I, I'm friends with my mom on Facebook I'm like, friends with
4: you, my mom too, and she listens to the show. Real nerds, let's
2: be cocks. God damn it.
3: You can blame Ryan Son for that because the episode titles used to be tame, and then he wanted that one, I forget what it was, but it was like really dirty. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, you're the host, so I'll do it. Uh, and then that was like open season for the rest of the this thing goes on. Open season to on cocks. V- <laughs> yep.
2: That's ridiculous anyway every week we go see a movie this week we went saw let's be Cops. let's be cops <laughs> uh and uh and then we're gonna review it we'll talk about it at the end of the show uh give you an idea of whether or not you should see it or not or whatever uh and then we'll play a trailer and then we'll talk about it open season and talk spoilers and stuff but it's a comedy so it's hard to spoil it anyway uh except for one thing there is a spoiler so yeah be careful on this one because we have to talk about some stuff uh, we're also going to talk about movie news, and we're going to talk about DVD releases, and box office numbers, and what we've been watching, all kinds of stuff. So let's get into it. Uh, Cora, it's your show. Oh, okay. What do you want to do first? Um, actually, actually, I have to, I have to, it's not your show. Sorry. That's uh, okay. First, we have to do, we have to do um, fan mail. Fan mail! This week, we got an email from Randy. I got to read through it real quick. Uh,
3: fresh off of his appearance last week. Fresh, on the off, show. Of his,
2: <laughs> fresh off of his appearance last <laughs> it week. Didn't exist exactly. So happens I'm not here. <laughs> hey guys, Randy says uh, a few things need saying. Mr. Zach, you are doing a damn fine job hosting. While Ryan is out, I do like your smoother, less aggressive greetings. Keep up the good work, sir. Mr. James, impeccable work as always. I do enjoy your opinions and interesting in, insights. Thank you. Uh, you often say the things I would. Were I there, interesting, I, I wish Randy were here, um, Mr. Brad, what can one say about such a dedicated person that uh, that sacrifices so much sleep, awesome job doing so much of everything so much of everything behind the scenes, and surely even some of the upfront stuff so that all of the real nerds fans don't have to miss a single moment? Thank you
3: such thinly, thinly veiled sarcasm out of that
2: <laughs> no, was it? No, that was probably the way I was reading it Randy he wrote totally it genuinely your dick, and he's like
3: now I... <laughs> oh, there's Brad
2: uh,
4: I would argue that none of you actually read emails that well
3: in, in we the no, tones
4: fucking... of the people who send no, them
2: we're horrible. No as somebody really. who writes a lot of emails you should know that we do a very bad job of it uh, Meh. lastly I... Oh, sorry.
4: I don't speak clearly in my emails so it's fine
2: we don't read your emails very clearly Lastly, I listened to and enjoyed very much the latest uh, podcast. The guests were really good, and I look forward to another visit from them. Uh, I did have one bit of criticism I felt I had to share. The credits listed this Randy guy. Uh, but that but what a loser. He didn't say a single word the entire time. Uh, he must be one weird one. Uh, Or he must be a weird one, probably stuck in the dark ages of VHS and independent comics. Well, that's it for me now. You guys rock. Uh... Oh, yeah. P.S. I mustn't forget to say hello to the equally awesome Miss Cora. Uh, Bet I'm not spelling that right at all. Dude, he totally did, though. Oh,
4: cool. Yeah. I Um, like it when people spell it like the Avatar.
2: yeah, Yeah.
4: But I'm not the Avatar, so it's less fun.
2: Have you been watching that?
4: No, we don't have TV. Fucking ace. It's of a bitch. it was
0: on Netflix.
4: Oh, shut up.
2: It's actually You now, didn't
4: show me where it was exactly.
2: Now it now it only airs on nickelodeon.com. Uh, so you can just go to nick.com and watch it, including season 3 or season 4, which begins October 3rd. Anyway. Do they have um, season
4: 1 and season 2 there too?
2: I don't know, but I have them on Blu-ray. But that doesn't help you at all. Um, it's, it's okay,
4: I understand. That's <laughs> fine.
2: Actually, I think they are I think they are on there. Um, okay. Cool. Thank you, Randy. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we thought that he was going to be on the show last week, and then he wasn't. I did not get the message.
3: I did not edit that episode, and so <laughs> I assumed everything was on the up and up. And no one told me he wasn't there, and so I just put it online. Uh, yep. yep.
2: That's okay. That's okay. Randy will be on some future episode, and we won't credit him because fuck it. Yeah. Cora, you only get you, one. What do you want to do first, Cora?
4: Um, box office numbers. Okay. This is the box office stats.
2: Uh no real surprise here. Guardians of the Galaxy. Still? Again. Yeah. What what's going to beat it? That's true. Uh Guardians comes in at uh 10.3 million. So it's not a whole lot, but there's nothing to fucking see right now. Um Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is number 2. Uh and the movie we saw, what did we see last week? Uh oh, oh, uh we BOD. S- we saw yeah, 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 we saw a movie um
3: that doesn't apply to this list. <laughs>
2: uh no, it might cuz it is out like um, do they figure
3: VOD into yep. box office stats well, no, 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 it's box office it's, stats
2: it's, it's in indie theaters in like LA and New York oh. so sure enough Life of Crime came in at number 54 with a whopping $45,000 so people oh, should go out of
3: the 12 screenings it had that's pretty good right oh no 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 <laughs> no, no,
2: no. I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's not bad um, for let's see let's hold on this is horrible dead air time here but uh, 32 theaters I think I have to scroll all the way to the top of the page to find out what that column means. But yeah, out of 32 theaters. Yep. Yeah. So that's not, that's not terrible. Um, plus this is VOD. So hopefully people are checking it out there. Um, because as I mentioned last week, you can buy it multiple times in multiple places if you so choose. So you should go do that or just, or just buy it once. Cause it's worth checking out. Did you get a chance to see? Well, no, I'll save that
3: I don't later. VOD anything. Um, what can't.
2: Oh, okay. Um, in history, though, uh, this was the week. Ah, ah,
4: ah. I don't think that's a movie. Ah,
2: Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom, ke- or not came out this week, but was number one in uh, 1983. Mr. Mom. So, Brad, are you a fan of Mr. Mom? I've never seen it. Oh. I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah. I think that movie's silly.
3: I wouldn't Who, know.
2: Who's in that movie? Uh, uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. It's an old Michael Heaton movie. It's the
3: one they always reference prior to him getting the Batman role. Yes. Like, what? Mr. Mom's going to play Batman. That's ridiculous. (laughs) And then they see Batman. They're like, oh, what were we thinking? Horses is awesome.
2: Eh. It's sort of awesome. Jack Nicholson's awesome.
3: You're too young. You're too young. (laughs) You you missed that summer, man. It was fantastic.
2: (laughs) You're right. I was too. Cora, what are we doing next?
4: (laughs) Um... Uh, DVD releases.
2: Good, because that's what I have pulled up. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Another big week. Um, well, sort of. Finally. Uh, yeah. Well, last week was big too.
3: Um, well, I just mean this whole. While while the box office is lame, we're getting tons of the stuff we wanted to come out like all year. Because all year I have basically bought nothing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I traded in at the beginning of the summer. I traded in all of my DVDs, and now I feel like my collection is really small because my Blu-ray collection is not growing anymore. Um, I mean, it's growing like in older movies that I've been buying, but I'm not getting anything new and cool like Godzilla, which is coming out this week. It was so good.
3: There's a steelbook it, edition uh, somewhere.
2: It was. Here's what, yeah, there is. Um, I I happened to watch this thing today that was all eight minutes of Godzilla from that movie and I didn't realize how bad that movie was. Like, I I did enjoy it.
4: Why are you watching things to ruin perfectly good movies? No, no, no,
2: I just, the video came up and I was like, actually, I do, like, at first I was like, oh, that's stupid, why would you want to just watch those eight minutes? And then I watched the eight minutes and was like, oh, yeah, man, Godzilla was really cool in that movie. And then I had this, like, sinking moment of, like, it's a two-hour-long movie and Godzilla is literally in eight minutes of it. Yeah.
4: That's true. Yeah. Um, Ken Watanabe's face is the best part of the whole movie, though. (laughs) That's Michael's favorite an, part of the movie. Consistent
0: <laughs> awe of everything. That's his only face in that movie. It's great.
3: Do they calculate how many minutes have Brian Cranston in him? Because that kind of ups the enjoyment. Is true, but it's,
2: if Godzilla's only in there for eight, Brian Cranston can only be in that movie for like five minutes, right? Like, or maybe he might. Brian Cranston might actually be in that movie for longer I think than he's Godzilla, in longer Godzilla. And he dies at the end of the first act. Like, how, not even a first act. It's a fucking like. Uh, prequel scene like a what's what do you call the opposite of an epilogue intro prologue prologue thank you wow this guy's yeah. the writer thank you <laughs> the fault in our stars comes out on blu-ray this week did you guys see that no you groaned at it
4: i read the book oh, no i didn't like it no the book is great but i cried no. and had a bad time because it's depressing and sad and so you
0: had a bad day
4: exactly it was not it was not good The book is great. It was not a good time for me, so I did not want to relive it in a movie that wouldn't do it justice anyways.
2: Right. Right. Well, if you don't want that, then you can get Think Like a Man 2, which is coming out on Blu-ray this week. Um, There's also some old stuff. So uh, Ghostbusters 1 and 2 is getting a uh, book edition, which is a pretty cool looking book. Already on it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is getting a 40th anniversary collector's edition edition. Uh, I don't know if this one's a scream factory, but it kind of looks like it might be. Uh, Silent, Night, Silent Night, Deadly Night is getting a 30th anniversary Blu-ray edition. Uh, Eraserhead is getting a Criterion this week, so you can just ignore that because Eraserhead is fucking garbage. Sorry, I don't like that movie.
3: I've never seen it.
2: No, oh, I think it's obnoxious. I it's don't like It's a Criterion, episode. though. Yeah, I mean the
3: Blu-ray <laughs> will be must cool. Must be something but, good
2: about it. Yeah, well, well, it's pretentious. There's like this weird little alien baby thing, and it screams the whole time. And Eraserhead's like, well, I don't care.
3: So, name a conventional David Lynch movie.
2: Uh, 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 The The Straight Story, and that movie's awesome. Never heard of that movie. It's a movie. It's a regular ass movie by David Lynch. No, no, no. It's a regular ass movie about an old guy who gets onto a lawnmower because his brother's dying across the country. Gets onto a riding lawnmower and rides it across the country to meet him, and like, you know, runs. The classic
3: story of a guy who rides a lawnmower. There's a really (laughs) that's not weird at all. There's like an intense sequence where like.
2: It, but it's, like, it's shot conventionally. It's a normal story. Like, the story is interesting and weird, but, like, the, it is, it's not a, there's not an alien baby. There's not, like, it's not fucked and and backwards, like, of David Lynch. Like, nobody's changes, there's not a blue box that makes you a lesbian and switches you with somebody else. Like, none of that is in that movie. There's not a weird witch that pops out from behind a garbage can. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> No. Oh, you haven't seen Mulholland Drive?
3: Oh, I did see Mulholland Drive, and oh, I forgot yeah. about it very quickly.
2: <laughs> yeah, so there's a blue box mm-hmm. that turns you into a lesbian and switches you with other one. I remember she looks in
3: that them. window, and there's like that mummified corpse or something.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, weird. Ugh. Uh, then they go anyway, to a dinner party.
3: What's next? The Great
2: Train Robbery also comes out this week on Blu-ray. That is actually really good, and the Blu-ray looks like it's a cool collection, collector's edition version, so that's good. Um, actually... For some reason, Digital Bits has this on here again because they were wrong last week, so Hannibal Season 2 comes out this week instead. Hannibal's um, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And not that I made it. I just, I'm glad that somebody else is watching that show.
4: I didn't and, drive to Durango in the middle of the night one night because I saw an elk in the road. Oh, God. And it wasn't because I was afraid of animals. It's because that made me think of Hannibal, and I'm afraid of ghosts on Red Mountain Pass. LAUGHTER and so I did not drive to Durango from Montrose in the middle of the night.
2: That's an interesting chain of events. It.
4: <laughs> it was. And I was telling my friend Stephanie about it last night. She's like, no, that's because we totally saw ghosts that one time on Red Mountain Pass. And I'm like, I don't like to think about
2: that. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I so want to. Well, I'll get we're, <laughs> what we've we been watching. Well, I'll get there. Um, South Park season 17 comes out on Blu-ray this week. Uh, Arrow season two. Uh, Grimm season three, which I didn't know was still on TV. Sleepy hollow season one, which the fact that they call it season one means I guess that show got renewed. So that's weird. Uh, from dust till dawn season one. So if you want to watch that show, uh, castle season six, whatever. But the real reason you need to go buy some blu rays this week is that the battery comes out this week on blu ray. Uh, if you don't remember us talking about this, we talked about it two years ago at our, uh, Tellerhead horror show, uh, episode. Um,
4: that's a great interview.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were there like when that movie premiered and it was awesome. The Battery is a fantastic little zombie movie uh, that's really more of like a character drama than it is even a zombie movie. Um, and they made it for six grand and it looks beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, you need to go buy this movie. It's, it's only 15 bucks on Amazon right now, like why you don't already have it. Plus, it is a Scream Factory release, so you know that it's going to be chock full of awesome shit. In fact, I already have seen like snippets of some of their making of documentary things that they've done. I don't even know how they got footage for this stuff, because it's not like the guys had enough money to have like two cameras on set to film them doing... I bet Christian probably just filmed
3: game. all the between takes oh for sure oh for sure yeah
2: Yeah, i'm sure there's a whole lot of like b-roll and stuff like that um but yeah i'm really excited i of course pre-ordered mine forever ago uh but if you haven't already done that you need to go get this blu-ray like now
3: the one thing that's missing from the blu-ray though is our interview our interview
2: i know seriously
3: (laughs) so watch the movie and then listen to our interview we could have have done a commentary track for it seriously oh
4: Oh, that that would would be cool that would be cool
3: yeah yeah we should
2: We, we could we still could could we could we? record a commentary and throw could, it, not yeah, on the Yeah, online, yeah. Yeah, just put it online and be like, hey, this is us talking about the you fucked up Screen Factory.
3: You <laughs> fucked up big. <laughs>
2: We're coming for you now. Uh, anyway, so like I said, um, yeah, July 19th. I ordered this like two months ago. I like that Amazon tells you. Because um, otherwise I would order two copies of things because I've done it before. Um, cool. So that's, that's Blu-rays. Cora, what's next?
4: What we've been watching? Okay. Yes? Yeah. Okay.
2: So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Cora, what have you guys been watching?
4: Okay, so we've been watching, um, we just finished American Horror Story Coven. Oh, yeah. Michael binge-watched um, season one and season two.
0: Yeah.
2: so She's amazing.
4: The original and then Asylum.
2: How did you feel about Coven.
4: It was good. I actually really liked the way it ended. Mm-hmm. It didn't drive us through the season as well as the other two seasons do. Yeah. It's like when you start watching the other two seasons, you're, you're following it so closely. We had other things come up when we were watching season three where we're like, no, we would rad- rather watch these other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we didn't finish it right away. What were we watching? See, now I don't even remember what we were watching instead. <laughs> That's stupid.
0: Bert, what were we watching?
4: We've been watching Masters of Sex, so we have to start season two of Masters of Sex because that's great.
0: I fell off of that.
2: Is it still good?
4: Michael came home and I was watching it and I had been watching it at a friend's house and he comes home and he's like, are you watching porn? (laughs) And I said, no, it's actually a really good show. No,
2: it's HBO.
4: And so I think he went and got a bottle of wine or something and then he sat down with me and started watching the show and I was like, do you want to watch the next one? He's like, yes. And I was like, "Okay. Does it
2: also have porn in it?" <laughs> no, no, no. It's HBO, Michael. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still want to watch it. <laughs> is it HBO? Yeah. Yeah, it's HBO. Or no, no, no. It is no, it's Showtime.
4: It's it's, Showtime. HBO. it's Is HBO. this HBO? Oh, okay. All
2: right. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. HBO. I thought so.
4: Um, we've been watching just,
2: There's an old there's a skit that uh I don't remember who did it, but they it was it's like it's a whole bunch of actors and they're talking about like, you know, these these sex scenes that they're in and they're they're telling their friends like, oh, I was in this show and I did this sex scene and it was all and they're like, are you doing porn? <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's this montage of all of the actors going like, no, 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 it's HBO, <laughs> it's okay. And then like, that's the, awesome. like, like the one guy was calling his parents and talking about like this gay sex scene that he did and he's like, no, no, it's HBO. And suddenly they become very proud and they're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's
0: great, you're on
4: HBO. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So that's why I was yeah. No, that's great. That we started watching The Leftovers. Mm. So we've seen the first four episodes of The Leftovers. So we have mm. the rest of that to watch.
2: Uh, is episode four the one about the priest?
4: That's three. Okay. So yeah. we've watched the episode after that one. That,
2: that was the point at which it really had me. That, that episode, to yeah. me, it was just a really good... Like You could take that episode out and show it to somebody, and you, they, would, they would probably still just like that story.
4: Totally. Um, we um, just caught up on Doctor Who. So we've watched mm-hmm. all three episodes of Doctor Who. I haven't so seen any far.
2: Of it. How is the
0: guy? It's a different take on the doctor. Very it's different. a lot darker. Okay. They're not going for that happy go lucky Matt Smith.
4: But they started phasing out of that with Matt Smith at the end. Yeah. But anyways, we all have different opinions the, about
2: the Doctor. How are
0: the week to week
2: episode like mysteries though? Like are they fun to some of oh, the episodic element of it. Yeah, like like the the story I don't, not not necessarily the doctor but like the I the like... mysteries or the aliens or the mm-hmm. monsters or whatever have they been fun?
4: No, I like the first one except the second one was really good. The second one, oh, the one with the Daleks? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, one was, that really was really good. good. And then cool. the third one has Robin Hood in it, so that was fun.
2: Okay. All right. That that's what I want. I want I want them to get back to a place where the stories they're telling mm-hmm. are fun week to week rather than like then being obsessed over all this overarching, you know. Yes,
4: we know you hate River Song. It's
2: fine. Thank you.
4: I don't, but I understand I, I respect worst. that you do. Yeah. Well, because people come from, you know, the Russell T. Davies universe where I started watching it, yeah. um with Matt Smith. So I started watching Matt Smith and then went back and was watching David Tennant and couldn't handle Martha, and so I mm. never saw the Donna season. And so that's my fault in in Doctor Who is that I haven't seen the season the Donna with seasons. Donna, which I guess is what really, at least our friend Hoover is really like. No, this is what was going on with Donna, and then they completely fucked it all up when they brought Amy in, and then they brought Claire in. Even and Amy
2: is good too. Like I, it's not even the, it's not the companions. It's that when Stephen Moffat took over that show, Stephen Moffat is really good at the little stories. Yeah. He's really bad at the big ones. Yeah. And so the problem is, is that as the show has gone on he doesn't he doesn't know that like either i i don't think anyone is telling him that like his big stories are fucking horrible and so the big stories become more and more and more a part of the show right. until until like in those last few seasons with amy and and rory it became the what's going to happen to amy and rory show instead of the this week Doctor Who is on an asteroid with the devil inside of it, because who the fuck cares? Like, we just do weird shit in space. Like, that's the show I want. Um,
4: Which was probably why I liked it so much, is because I love the story between Amy and Rory. Like, and that's what I really enjoyed about the show, and how the Doctor plays into that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like what they're doing so far, but it definitely harkens back to an earlier feel, I guess.
2: Yeah okay
4: is the did they have a thing i was fixing the computer did they have a thing at the end that was like the other things at the other ends of the two episodes at the end of the third one
0: no i don't think so i didn't see anything they
4: may be starting a common big storyline i'm sure they're. that actually seems really interesting so we'll see what happens with that cool but it doesn't i guess it wasn't in the third episode
2: that's fine. It, shouldn't, it doesn't have to be in every episode. But it was
4: definitely in the first two. Yeah. It'd, so,
2: be like, it'd be like see. if every episode of The X-Files had a random bee killing, you know? Yeah. like It was cool if every now and then somebody got killed by bees. Yeah. But if every episode somebody's getting killed by bees, after a while you're like, okay. fuck, I don't give a shit about these bees anymore. <laughs> and that's how Stephen Moffat is to me. Like, Why will not
3: they do anything about the just, bees? Yeah.
2: Why isn't anyone stopping
4: <laughs> these bees? Because it's secretly the happening. Yeah. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> Man. I was so excited, and I was so disappointed at the same time.
4: I actually used that in one of my lit classes.
2: I like. I made a big deal out of the release of that movie. I don't, have I told this story before? That I, I intentionally avoided watching any trailers or oh, anything yeah. about that that movie for a long time because it was a te- like I had heard somebody else do that for The Dark Knight because they were they had seen the first trailer and they were like, I know I want to see this movie. I don't need to see anything else. I don't want to have it ruined for me. And so when they announced that that move, uh, when they announced the happening, I was like, "Well, I really like this guy, so I'm not going to pay attention to anything. This is going to be like he, the return to form for him after Lady in the Water. Like, this is him doing the movies that I want him to make." And so I never saw a trailer. I would like cover my eyes, like I did with Prometheus. I would like cover my eyes with if they were on TV, so I didn't see anything. Uh, and then I went and saw that movie opening day in theaters and walked out like, "What the fuck." Like now, I have to do that same experiment again because this didn't pay off.
4: This, this didn't work at all. It works
2: great for Prometheus, though. So Prometheus anyway. is good.
4: So I, I wrote an essay about Hellboy Two, Wally, and the Happening because I was in what ended up turning out to be an environmental lit class. Oh, okay. so that was cool. Huh. That was the only use I've gotten out of the Happening, and then the part about bees.
2: Environmental uh, lit into Hellboy Two.
4: Because they were like tree people. Oh, okay. And they were pissed. I haven't seen that movie in a Because the people were being mean to trees. Oh, okay. Or something. Oh, I don't oh, remember yeah, exactly. the, elves. Yeah, the yeah, Golden yeah. Army. Yeah, yeah. They were they were p- made out of trees.
2: Malekith from Thor 2.
4: Yes.
3: <laughs> you couldn't find a way to work the Dark Knight into that summer? Your essay? Because <laughs> those are all in 2008 movies. Are they really? It's like the biggest one of 2008. Holy awesome. shit. Yeah.
4: No, apparently no. Not. No, no. no. Okay. those were the ones that were like environmentally to me. Right, was even that, though I didn't sign up for an environmental lit class, and I was pissed.
3: Oh,
0: how is that
2: possible? I think the happening came out the same year as the Dark Knight
3: and Wally and Hellboy the Golden Army. What was the other one? Holy shit!
4: Yeah, it was Wally Hellboy Golden, and Hellboy Golden Army. Oh, the happening. happening. Yeah. yeah,
2: Wow. All right. Anyway, sorry, we totally ran you off track.
4: Oh no, that's fine. Um, we watched the first episode of Orphan Black.
0: That looks like a lot of fun so far.
4: Yeah, so far it looks really interesting.
0: Okay.
2: I watched the first episode too and I I, I wasn't interested, but that's well, cool. Well,
4: we also have an external hard drive and a laptop and we'll not have TV or internet really for about <laughs> 20 days. So, <laughs> we we're really just kind of kind of kind of go with it. Yeah. Cool. Um, what else? I feel like there was something else that we've been watching and I don't remember what it is now.
0: I've been watching Batman Beyond. You've been Hell watching Batman? Yeah. The man, Beyond is fantastic. It is. I really like that show.
4: Besides my binge watching of Parenthood, which according to Michael is modern family but not funny. And the people create yeah. their own drama. Which is
2: true. Oh, so it's like everybody loves Raymond?
4: Sure. Oh, which is funny because Ray Romano's in it. Oh. It later.
2: Is it funny? No. <laughs> because Raymond. Ray He's
4: not in funny it? in the show. And I watched it because I loved Gilmore Girls. And my mom and I used to watch Gilmore Girls together. And then my mom's like, oh, Lor- Lauren Graham's got this new show. And so I'm going to watch it. And I had watched the first season. And we would, like, talk about it on the phone and shit. And uh, then I was like, nope, I don't have cable. I don't care. And then she was talking about it. And I'm like, well, shit, I don't have anything else to watch while I have to go through all my stuff and pack. So why not? Because yeah. it's all on Netflix. House of Cards and Orange is the New Black. Those mm. are the two things
0: we watched. That's right. That was, mm. Those were both fantastic. That's what it was. I haven't
2: watched Orange is the New Black yet. It's on my list. Watch it. Is it great? It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's great. I'm glad that, that they are actually making good things. Um, I was always afraid that like Netflix stuff would end up sort of seeming half-assed. Because like, I I watched Lilyhammer, and like it was okay, but I never fell in love with it. And so I was afraid that all their shows were going to be like Lilyhammer. So well, House, Michael, House of Cards was really refreshing.
4: He really wants to watch Hemlock Grove now.
0: Oh, Yeah. I just saw the previews for season two, and I, I tried to watch season one, uh, the first two episodes, and it just didn't do anything for me. But is after seeing the previews for season two, I'm really intrigued. Is I'll it like True Blood?
2: Shot. Is it like a really sort of dark, you know... Oh, and you, I, and I seen... finished True Blood. I watched oh. all of True Blood. Is that, that show like over thing. Thing. now? It's over now. Okay, did it ever get good again? No. I'm, I'm <laughs> uh,
4: it's interesting, and I like the characters. Yeah. I have a friend who's really... Um, has strong opinions about things. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, I texted him when I finished watching it. He's like, okay, when you have time, we have to talk about this. And I told him, I was like, I kind of liked it because I didn't really give a shit about so- uh, Sookie and Bill anymore. Yeah. And I just really cared about her friends and what happens with her friends. And all of her friends had cool stuff. Really happy things happen. Oh, so God. I was good with that.
2: I, I, man, I adore the second season of that show. Um Oh, shoot. What's the name of the guy who who makes that show? Um, I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, he also made Six Feet Under. And the first season of Six Feet Under is one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. And I hate the rest of that show. Really? Like, I've always know.
4: wanted to watch more of it. I think I've gotten through season two.
2: Yeah. I, literally, he he jumps forward in time at the at the beginning of season two. And all the choices the characters made while we weren't watching are all choices that I think they wouldn't have made. And so the show from then on is all things that I'm like... This is not the show I wanted from a season from from a a sequel season to that original se- series, right? Um it's too bad. But at the same time, I when I watched the finale, I like cried sure. my eyes out cuz it's amazing. We also um, need to
4: watch Dexter. Yes. Because because the mom is in American Horror Story. Peter Krause is on Parenthood and then Michael C. Hall is in Dexter. Oh yeah. All of those people went on to do amazing things.
2: This is true. Most of them better than Six Feet Under. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's cool.
4: So Hemlock Grove, I don't know. It looks really weird. Yeah. It's about like a family or something who, I don't know.
2: Weird. I think they're,
0: I think they're werewolves. Sure. Weird stuff happens. There's <laughs> werewolves in there. I got that in episode one, but I'm not sure what else is going on. I, I don't got know rather confused rather quickly, and I just lost interest. Hmm. We'll, we'll be, be watching.
4: We've got some interesting shows to watch over the next you know few weeks. So. Cool. Like The Strain. We have all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. Um, what else? They gave us other things. Longmire. Oh, yeah. Which I watched the first half of that first season and wasn't really too
2: I don't like it because it's got Starbuck in it from that. <laughs> um, I've never watched it. I just choose not to like it because it's got her in it.
4: Oh, and Helix. We've heard that Helix is really
2: good. Oh, yeah. Cool. So I don't well, know. We'll see. Let us know. I'll let you yeah, know. Yeah, as as you guys uh, pour through some of that stuff, let us know which ones are good. Okay. Um, cool. Brad, you've been gone a couple of weeks. What have you been watching?
3: I don't remember where I left off.
2: I don't either. It's not my job to know what you've talked about.
3: <laughs> I thought maybe you remember, but <laughs> I no. know every time I talk about what I watch, it leaves an impression. <laughs> okay. Um, oddly enough, I watched the first episode of the new season of Doctor Who. Really? What? In the Why? theater.
1: What? Cool. Uh, My friend
3: Roger is a Doctor Who fan, and he's uh, he was in town from the Navy, and he wanted to go watch it, so I went and watched it with him. No idea what was going on. (laughs) (laughs) Do you completely lost? Do you
2: even like know the premise of like what the Doctor is? I know the
3: Doctor. He uh, has the TARDIS, which is the time and dimensions in time and relative relative dimensions dimensions in space. Yeah. Sorry. Um, And he has a crazy screwdriver device. Oh. Um, and then you go inside the TARDIS and it's, like, bigger than it is outside. Do you understand
2: why he changes actors from time to time?
3: Like, he regenerates. Because okay. um, that's an
2: important... Because this is the first episode of A New Doctor, so, like, if you didn't understand that, I felt like yeah. that would be weird. Like, why is this glowing man turning into something else? Like, that's bizarre. He actually is never glows in the
3: first Oh, episode. in this
2: one? Oh, okay. Wow.
3: Mm. Um, yeah, it's, there's, like... This lizard lady, and she's got like two friends. Like, one's this little short guy who's like a military guy. And uh, I think they're the comic relief. Um, and then the doctor has this companion who's cute, but like, there's this part, I guess, that they're. She was in love with the previous doctor and some. Like, they maybe had a relationship. And then, like, they spend like a crazy amount of time with her trying to wrestle with the fact that he doesn't look like himself anymore, even though she should like understand that he is still the same guy on the inside i don't know
4: this is a wonderful analysis of of that episode in all honesty it's actually a fair assessment (laughs) yeah am i getting it it's it's so
3: bizarre and then they Uh, spend like 10 minutes on the beach when he shows up and he's just kind of running back and forth trying to figure out who he is still and it's like isn't this like the 12th time he's done this shouldn't he be able to (laughs) get over this pretty quick (laughs) <laughs> and then he goes and finds a hobo who tries to, <laughs> tries to explain like who he is. Yeah.
0: He does. He screams at a hobo was, for a while. It was kind of weird.
4: The first episode, it in the end, the overarching story, because it's almost two hours Yeah, was good, but no, some weird stuff happens. Yeah. And then as soon as got he's got done, done talking to the hobo,
3: like he shows up later and he's like completely hundred percent like who he needs to be. Like, he's completely. Like, he figured it out. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, he's like, oh, now I'm the doctor. Let's have some fun. But it's like two minutes after the scene where he's completely lost and, like, about to have an emotional breakdown uh, or mental breakdown. Maybe the hobo yeah.
2: was him in a previous life. Maybe, I don't Maybe know. Maybe it was there to, like, tell him who he was.
3: Yeah. And then they find these clockwork people. Cool. Um,
2: you mean, like, the bad guy in, in uh, Hellboy 1? Mm.
3: You know, where he, like,
2: winds up his heart and then he cuts you in half with his swords?
3: I can't remember if I've seen any of the Hellboy movies, actually. Oh, man.
2: You know what I'm talking about, right? The bad boy, the one that, like, he, uh, he's not like that, is he? It, it looks so like something out like of like the
3: Wild that. Wild West.
2: Yeah,
4: it's more Whoa. of like a.
2: That's not, that's not the kind <laughs> of awkward people I wanted.
4: A man who was slowly replacing all of his parts as he died with robotic parts, except it's the opposite. So it's a robot that's trying to be human.
2: Oh, oh okay. I was so going to say cuz the first thing you described parts. is exactly yeah. like Hellboy. 1. But he's also
3: creating other ones, too. Yeah,
4: and he's he's harvesting bodies and making more robots.
2: Oh. Or
4: is at least what I got More from robots what they
2: were doing. or more people who are who used to be robots?
4: No, it, they're definitely people who are turning into robots. So
1: he's They look like so people, but they're So he's turning him into robots. people,
2: but he's turning
0: other people into robots?
4: He's not turning people. It's He's they're turning half the robo- robots half into people. people. Yeah, he's turning the robots into people. It didn't feel like oh, it was okay. ever
0: really clear where the robots came from. They were from a long, long time ago. I think he's, ago. He's like
3: 3,000 years old or something. Yeah. Like. yeah, they're
0: supposed to be really old, but that didn't seem like a very good explanation. Were they from space? Did they just happen to be robots before dinosaurs for no apparent reason? Well, or no. Just
2: they, they say that they're really old just so they can s- explain like why they move like an 80s robot. Like, you know like walking, you can't see this because it's a podcast, you know, but like the, their elbows don't move, right? They're, like, the robot they're like G.I. Joe robots, I assume, right? So that's why they say, yeah. they, for, they they say it. They
3: act like the Borg, you know? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. You can walk by them and they won't notice, but as soon as you like get aggressive or something or, oh no, you breathe. Yeah, as soon as 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 breathing. breathing. That's what it is, yeah. Oh. Then they recognize you and then they go after you. But the weird thing was like, I thought the doctor's like this crazy intelligent, like he has clever schemes to solve anything. No, he convinces this guy to kill himself. He convinces the robot to commit suicide out of like a balloon. How well, a we balloon? still don't a
0: know a balloon if made he, out of skin. We don't know if the doctor pushed convinced him. him, pushed him, or convinced him to commit suicide. We're still oh, sure the They cut thing. away when that happened. Huh? I missed that. I
3: thought he just convinced him to jump out of it. The guy was it's building like, a hot air balloon. You will never on a be what you are. Yes. Yeah, it's gross.
2: Oh fuck! That's cool.
3: Yeah, and then he like, ends up in like another dimension with this other lady who. Yep
4: yeah we're not gonna that's the think of it
2: like sliders like at the every, end of every episode it's just like let's go somewhere else
4: no the robot guy ends up in another place with a woman oh yeah. and that's the common thread that's in the first two episodes oh is it and it's a bad specific guys are ending place. up
0: in a different place it's not bad guys though does it look it's
2: like just a, people that die
3: oh Wait,
0: yeah
2: is, is it a is it a beach does
3: it look like where they left rose? no, no. Okay. it's like a rose garden or something yeah.
2: don't, don't say rose garden because I'm trying to figure out whether or not they're going to the same place. Rose still is.
4: Well, it looks like um, there's the episode where Amy gets lost,
2: okay. and
4: there's a gar and she's in a garden. Oh, okay. It looks like that. Oh, like okay. that's the first thing I thought of. Oh, Okay. But then there's this woman who says that she is the doctor's girlfriend. Fucking a. Who's not someone we've ever seen before.
0: Great. So Another one. it's yeah, you know what the it's really weird. Need women in his life. Right just needs all male companions from now on. So,
2: How about, I think he should a have a male companion for a little yeah, while. Yeah, I Brad, got it. that was a very good all
4: assessment right. <laughs> because it was very kind of like...
3: Not all the episodes are batshit like that. Oh, no, they're all weird.
4: Yeah, they're all weird.
3: Yeah.
2: The, the thing the, I referenced earlier about like, oh, he's on an asteroid and the devil's inside of it. That's a real, it's a two-parter episode. Yep. They spend two episodes on there's a devil inside this asteroid.
3: Hmm.
2: There's one episode, they're just stuck in traffic.
0: I remember oh. that they're and stuck in traffic episode. in the future. That is the
4: last episode with Martha that I watched.
2: <laughs> that's fair because that's a because bad episode. I don't even think
4: I finished that episode.
2: Yeah, it's a bad episode, but they really are. They're stuck. They're stuck in space traffic the whole episode. It's awesome.
3: So I always thought about Doctor Who as being like just kind of this alternative to Star Trek or something. No, not even close. No, no, no.
2: Because Star Trek is like really heady, big stuff. Old Doctor Who. Is really just a like a fun weird you know. It was supposed to be a like, kids show. Well, it's like it's like Original. pulp sci-fi. Um, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's like short stories written by you know mid 1900s uh, sci-fi authors, where it's like this time they're on the space station and there's something weird going on and they got to figure out what it is. Um, yeah, I feel
3: like DS 9s had a share of like stuck in traffic episodes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but they weren't literally it's a bottle episode, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But they're equivalent
3: um, of, like... Right, right. ...stuck in this um, shuttlecraft, and no the right. one's here to rescue us. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, they're re- it's really more like if every episode of the show were some kind of a o- O'Brien must suffer episode, like when when O'Brien's, like, stuck in the same day over and over again or something like that. It's really more like that, where every episode is, like, this weird, kooky, strange idea um, or or a weird monster or something like that. Um that's what Doctor Who's supposed to be. That's why. That's why I say that River Song is the worst thing to ever happen to Doctor Who because she's like this overarching story that tries to add continuity and make things make sense, and you're just like this. It never makes sense. It's a cool idea. It one, never makes sense. In, in one, in, like when they introduce her, if the actress were better, when they introduce her and they say like, oh, like. I'm actually your wife, but you and I are are meeting each other backwards in time so that like each time she meets him, she knows him less and he gets to know her more so that eventually he's going to marry her the first time that he meets her, basically, um, which that is a kind of cool idea. But then, of course, the way that they execute it in the show is just horrible as they because it just doesn't make sense for them to try and tie all of that together in a show that is relatively random. Um, how about they're in a church and some fucking dragons are coming through a portal? That's an episode. So, mm. yeah, Doctor Who's weird.
3: The lizard chick, uh, her, like, female friend...
4: Is her wife.
3: Oh, I was going to say, like, is that, like, a male version and whatever creature she is?
2: No, they're just...
4: No, they're just lesbians and they're married.
2: Okay. And two different Wait, is the
3: races. companion a male for her uh, race or whatever? The, the th-
4: male companion? Strax?
3: No, that's a companion. No, the girl, um, that's pretty much... The main companion oh, i assume
2: jenna louise coleman no no, no. she's uh, sort of a human we think we don't really know but she's a woman
4: the lizard woman's maid mm-hmm. that's her wife okay and she's human
3: okay no the the one that's with the doctor someone referred to her as like a, a guy or something i th- maybe i was missed oh it. it
0: was yeah no that was an ongoing joke uh by the little guy uh yeah, but no, he can't decipher genders and oh. humans.
3: So that's oh, just an yeah, yeah, ongoing yeah, joke. yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, she's a woman. From From I thought like, oh, this the, the girl, like she is not a human. She's some other race, and like, we don't actually know females are males and males are females.
4: Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah. That's interesting. But they look
3: like yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just the language is different.
2: She's died a number of times, so we don't actually know that she's human. But for all we know, she—I like, don't think she's had a dick or anything. So
3: she regenerates too? No.
0: No, it's really No, she just keeps showing up.
3: <laughs> nope, she just
2: keeps showing up. I wish I could give you a better answer. There isn't one. Okay, well.
3: Yep. Dr. Anyway, o. I watched that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I really, I don't even want to watch the new season of Doctor Who. I just want to have Brad relate to me <laughs> no, what the fuck is great. happening. <laughs> that would be That would be, great. be the best That's Doctor like like Who its podcast. Own podcast. I know yeah, that yeah, could yeah. be its own show. Yeah. Oh man. Brad, Brad
4: meets meets Doctor Who. If
3: James gets uh, Brad to recite Doctor Who to him.
2: Yeah, like like a guy who's what never seen Doctor Who episode? explains uh-huh. this week's episode to a guy who's <laughs> tired of watching <laughs> Doctor Who.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> that would be amazing.
3: Uh, okay. Um. I think it's the oldest thing I watched, and then I watched uh, Johnny Mnemonic.
2: <laughs> Holy shit! Which is terrible.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I haven't seen so that so ridiculous. A long time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen it before, and then I need to. Someone needs to send in Keanu Reeves's like rant at the end where he's standing on, like I think a garbage heap. He's complaining oh. about all the things he wants out of life. Like that's perfect for the Hollywood Babylon. Um, like exquisite acting although i don't know if it qualifies because he's not like originally an exquisite actor <laughs> so um but yeah the movie's just ridiculous there's a dolphin at the end that like Dick? controls the cyber brain I don't, I don't know
2: i don't know i don't know that movie is i enjoyed it it's not i didn't enjoy it the, i had fun with it the first time i watched it because I, but i knew it was stupid going in yeah. like i had been told like this movie is weird um but yeah
3: but that was like a really old I can't remember a lot of what happened I kind of forgot it um <laughs> it seems like it was like a foreign like a, a mo- movie made by foreign investors and uh like there wasn't like a good creative control going on mm. they just hired people that were big at the time and put money into things and tried to make it as like mm. over the top special effects as possible but just didn't have the expertise to go for it you know
2: i sort of re- read it as being one of those movies where Maybe the script originally was really good, but nobody understood how to sell it, and so they had just chopped it up and like changed things, and like it just felt like there were too many cooks in the kitchen trying to make it. Yeah, I feel like it's
3: know? foreign investors. They had, hey, let's make a movie, and they bought some script, yeah. from somebody, and then they just you know, we don't care what happens, just make the movie because yeah. we want a movie because that's what we want to do with our money.
2: Of course, it's also I'm looking at it now. It was the other problem could just be that it's. The short story was written written by William Gibson, who wrote Neuromancer and stuff like that. Uh, and then the screenplay is all... there. There's only one writer on it, and it's a guy who doesn't write screenplays. He's a guy who writes novels. So that can also be a problem, because they are very, two very different mediums, but weird.
3: And he's such an idiot. Like, yeah. he's uh, he has to put this information in his head, and he already knows that if he puts too much into it, it's going to, like explode inside his head Mm -hmm. and uh he freaking does it anyway Mm -hmm. i I don't uh, anyway yeah um then i watched a lot of the last two years of snl okay and i really enjoy like they're not their sketches are more tightly written they're not they don't drag on as much Hmm. um so kind of impressed with uh of that stuff. Holy shit!
2: Ice tea is in Johnny Mnemonic. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. Oh
3: man. And that Udo Kier guy. He's like always like the weird foreign villain. Yeah. Scientist. Um. And then uh, I watched Frank. That movie oh. we were going to try to see a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Really? With Michael Fassbender wearing a. Oh, I want to see that movie. Um. I really like it. Do you want to yeah. see it?
1: Oh,
2: okay. Good.
3: Cool. Yeah. Is um.
2: It, does it ever? make sense? Maybe I don't know. No, it totally makes sense. Okay, um,
3: cool. What I got out of it, I don't know if you know, it's more artistic, so it's yeah. A little more vague is what it's trying to go for. But the thing I got out of it is like it's almost like the a cautionary tale about the dangers of like um it's about it's about being creative. And like if you're someone who like has be careful not to say like so much. Like this drive to a, it anyway. the first the first word you <laughs> yeah. said this drive to be like a, a creative person <laughs> who uh where, where am i going with this um so uh, i'll just explain the movie that'll help so there's this kid and he wants to be a musician but he, the movie starts out he's walking around town this is in london okay. or some british town yeah um he's watching everything that's going on he's trying to like write lyrics in his head and they're all just terrible shallow Uh, thing because he's not driving the creativity from inside himself he's just reciting what he sees and trying to make a song out of it Um, and then he sees this guy trying to drown himself in the ocean and the police are trying to stop him and then there's this van with a band they're like oh yeah that's our friend Uh, he's the keyboardist and uh, he's totally lost his mind and then that guy's like well I will you know if he's out I'll be a keyboardist for your band cause I play music. And so he eventually goes to the show and Frank is the lead singer and it's totally very progressive rock. Um, very experimental type music where people are like playing weird instruments trying to make weird sounds. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal has like this electronic machine that just kind of does high and low frequency pitches. Um, there's like a regular guitar guitarist and stuff. Um, so after um, that show fails because it's so weird, people don't show up for their stuff. Um, Frank decides, okay, we're going to make our album to get noticed. And they go on a retreat in the woods to make this album. And he thinks he's only supposed to go for two days and it ends up being like two years of his life. And he had a nest egg from his grandparents that he used to, out of the generosity to help these other musicians you know, make this album happen. And he kind of expects that he is going to influence them in their sound. Like, he's going to find the creative drive that he wanted out of it, but also have something that's going to, like, make them really impressed with him. And ultimately, as the story goes on, you see his ambition poison the rest of the group. Whereas the group is fine. Like, they make awesome music together. Uh, but they just don't know how to sell themselves. And... um him like he is a better salesman than he is an artist. So basically after another band member kills themselves cuz all these people are messed up in the head. Um they they all have mental illnesses. Uh they don't specifically say but they're just really weird and they have yeah. trouble uh dealing with their lives. Um so this one this kid who involves himself in the band, he gets them a gig at South by Southwest. Uh convinces them to leave uh England and go to Texas and it gets really disgusting how much this kid is trying to use them to further his ambition as a musician mm-hmm. to the point where the rest of the band leaves and it's just Frank and him and they finally get on stage and it's like this oh, I was just enraged watching this kid take over the show and Frank has trouble like um performing in front of people so he finally gets on stage and then the kid just starts playing his own song and Frank's just standing there terrified of this crowd and he just collapses and um, the kid just keeps trying to get him up in front of different crowds and stuff and then finally um, like they just split apart and yeah uh, it's up to him and you find out why Frank is wearing this mask the whole time okay and that's what I was going to get to <laughs> like,
2: like, at no point yet had you said also Frank wears a giant fake head I thought I did no,
3: no. He wears a giant fake head with like you know painted on eyes and stuff. And it's amazing <laughs> how emotive it is with Michael Fassbender. Under the, he's yeah. not even doing his own voice. He's doing like this weird Texas or Southern accent. Huh. So it's like I'm not even sure Michael Fassbender is under here until he eventually the mask comes off. Um, and he's been wearing it so long. He's got like scars in his head because um, he literally never takes it off. There's one point where the key, they're in the cabin and the his room's open and the kid sneaks in, he sees the mask on the floor. It's like, Oh, I hear him in the shower. I should go sneak a peek. So see this guy really looks like, cause he's constantly asking other bandmates like about Frank trying to get to know what's on the mask. And then he peeks in on the shower and then he's in the shower with the mask on, but it's got a plastic bag over it. <laughs> it's like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> um, That's great. yeah, it's, it's cool. And then, yeah, after he breaks up the band, it's up to him to like, um, uh, well, I guess I can say it. He goes, Frank ran away all the way back to Kansas where he's from. And when the kid meets his family, you realize that, um, they all have big heads. One of the things the kid felt like he couldn't write good music is because he hadn't endured any hardships in his upbringing. Like he had a totally okay family unit. Yeah. Wrong. So we assume that people who are damaged, like make better creative stuff. Right. And he, when he sees Frank's parents, like he's like, so what, what happened to him? Like what was wrong with his life? Like, what did you guys do to him? Was there anything at school that happened to him? He's like, no, Frank just has, he's just mentally ill. Like it's just a, something in his physiology hmm. that makes him this way. Um, we were good to him and everything. And you see that his household's fine. So it's not that the creativity comes from like a place of damage. It's like some people naturally just have, see the world differently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's what I enjoyed. Cool. Um, that
4: sounds cool, really cool.
3: awesome. Yeah. It takes a while to kind of get there. but uh, Yeah. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff that goes on. Cool. And Maggie Gyllenhaal busts his balls all the time because she sees him and what he's going to do, like poison the group. And uh, yeah, I, I thought she was crazy at first. Like, no, this kid's going to be okay. And then once Southwest, Southwest happens, I'm like, oh, this kid's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. She was right. So Cool. Hopefully I not spoil too much. Oh, and then... The last thing I saw, which was odd, but that's the beauty of Netflix, is uh, I watched Crocodile Dundee. The first one? And the second one. Yeah!
4: <laughs> nice.
2: I love these movies. Yeah. Tell me why you... Do you love you, them? I love these movies. Tell me why you hated this movie. I think they're terrible. Yeah.
4: They, I think I think they are terrible, yes. I think but they're, but they're great. amazing.
3: They're amazing. How are they amazing? Um, I was so bored. I The <laughs> climax of the first one is... Crocodile Dundee gets all butthurt and then goes to the subway to run out of town, and the girl like has to come, convince him to come back to her, and he steps over the heads of all the people crammed in the subway, which I've been to New York. I don't think it's ever been that crowded, even though it's crowded. And, yeah, that's
2: the... Yeah, it's really just a romantic comedy.
3: It's a vehicle for Paul Hogan.
2: Uh, It wasn't a very fast vehicle. Let's be fair. It wasn't. It It wasn't. Was it being was a vehicle Australian to other so movies. So
3: exotic to people in the 80s that yes, yes. Jesus
2: Christ. Yes, if that movie you have to take it,
4: and at everyone its in time. Australia apparently still looks like they live in the 80s. Do
2: that's there? a movie. That's a. It's a movie where a guy from Australia who we see in a car earlier in the movie comes to New York and when he sees cars, goes, oh, what, what is this? What is this car? It's like, like a, almost gets run over in the street. It's an hour he and a half of fish them. out of
3: water jokes. Yes, not even jokes because <laughs> they're not that funny. It's just like, yeah, this is how I respond weirdly to this thing over and over and over again.
2: Yeah. So what if you then took that character, put him back in Australia,
3: and he had to fight drug dealers? I know that's the second one. That's so awesome. the first one is he's on Australia. He goes to New York. The second one. He's in New York, and then he goes back to Australia. Yes. And they're split evenly in half. Yes! Each time.
2: And they have to like sneak into that rich guy's house.
3: And no matter how and, like, the, the gang, dangerous. because New
2: York gangs are really good at like intimidating animals, and so they like hide in the trees and make weird noises and throw rocks at guys.
3: And no matter how dangerous the bad guys are to threatening your life, I love those he still will not shoot them. <laughs> he <laughs> yep. will find ways like, to just capture them and then like talk the them out man. of... <laughs> he's being like bad guys, Batman. yeah.
2: Uh,
3: no, Chuck Batman doesn't talk guys Batman. out of being bad. He's just totally.
2: He doesn't talk them out of being bad. He dresses up as the one guy. He he gets like and the gets one guy him shot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then he ends up like. Uh, uh, how does he kill the other guy? In the second one, the one guy gets thrown off the thing. Oh, oh, and then she shoots him. She shoots the wrong guy. Yeah.
3: No, there's a guy in the in the grass. Yeah who sneaks up and shoots the one guy thinking that he is Crocodile Dundee, uh-huh. and then she shoots the guy in the grass.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's what I was saying. She shoots him. Um, yeah. I really like the – I don't know. I like that movie. I like when he's, like, standing up, and he's, like, twirling that thing, and it's to call snakes because he's got magic powers. No, no, no. So Let's he talk calls about... a snake, and then he runs, he runs through their camp at night, and he's, like – Quick hands and throws throws the snake at that guy, and the guy just like lays there in bed and goes, "Ah! ah, ah it's a snake!" <laughs> oh God! Oh, that movie's amazing.
3: Let's talk about the beginning of the second one. Okay, where let's. He's fishing in I think the Hudson River. <laughs> yeah. And he's throwing <laughs> explosives to blow up the fish in the ocean, <laughs> which come up to the surface perfectly. Perfect condition. No, that's
2: okay. There's a reason you do that because it's not like that is, that's a real thing. When you, when you fish with dynamite, you're not blowing up the fish. The shockwave in the water will kill the, will kill the fish without actually like damaging them. So you can, you can do that.
3: Well, that's not what I'm arguing. The part I have a problem with more (laughs) is that a second later, a police helicopter emerges overhead and yells down, like, hey, crazy guy, like...
2: <laughs> Why are you throwing dynamite in New York City?
3: They, they could have stopped. Like, he... If they're in a helicopter, like... I don't know. <laughs> they, he wouldn't even got to the point of throwing the dynamite into the uh, river. And then, after the helicopter tells him to knock it off, a boat of police officers with, like, the city captain... Um, who from 50 yards away can recognize uh, recent celebrity, Crocodile Dundee. Um, he's like, just all he's like, right, yeah, he's right. throwing explosives in the river, but if... If it was anyone else but Crocodile Dundee, I would totally arrest you right now. Well, he's, but
2: He's famous now because someone wrote a newspaper article about of him because it's the 80s and people read newspapers.
3: But just because you're famous doesn't mean you can throw explosives into the river. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Pre-9-11 <laughs> with the towers in the background. <laughs> it's such a like, oh, uh, you scamp. Yeah, totally. It's so lame. You're, you're,
2: you're also missing the part. Oh, my God. Wait, wait. wait. First of all, we're talking about the fact that he has magic powers to make animals fall asleep.
3: Yeah, that's okay. retarded.
2: He also their 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 uh, uh, their vision of what Australia is is basically that all of Australia is a desert uh, with random kind of skeezy bars and that's the only building anywhere and inside are just weird characters like Dunk.
3: <laughs> yep.
2: I don't need a knife. I've got a Dunk. That that's what's charming and wonderful about Crocodile. Did you watch the third one? He gets a son in the third one. It's horrible.
3: I saw the third one in in the theater when it came out. Oh, God. Why
2: did you go see Crocodile in 3D, Lost in Los Angeles, if you hadn't seen the first two?
3: It was just something to do that week. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I grew up thinking it was cool, but I was like, once I watched these two, I'm like, God, this just seems so, like, hey, let's just try to make you a fan of this guy.
2: (laughs) I grew up on those movies, so I loved them. Like as because as a kid, you know you you have to think of it as a like a family movie. So it's made for like, you know, you to watch with your eight year olds or whatever. This except, movie, except, the first except, one, except that the first one has like her naked ass and then like alligators eating people. Also, um, the
3: first one was nominated for an, a screenplay Oscar. Really? So best writing. Wow. Not even close to the best wow. writing.
2: Wow! I didn't realize that.
3: No clever one-liners. No uh, intense conflict of plot and character development it's just like hi i'm crocodile dundee wow this is weird i'm so out of place what is this bidet let me put my boot in it yeah yeah and then yeah scene later i figured out what it does yeah good for you you're slowing down the movie (laughs) oh my god
2: oh wow that's awesome sorry
3: no, it's great. Yeah, I remember the third one being boring, too. I was like, I don't understand. No, the third it.
2: one's bad, and I love those movies.
3: I uh, was listening to a How Did This Get Made podcast, and like the one of the million writers on the third one was talking about how egotistical Paul Hogan was. Really? About everything. I can s- kind of see, like, oh, this definitely seems like a vanity project.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I know that in interviews around that time he had said, because this was before they made Indiana Jones 4, and he basically they made that movie because he... Read an interview with in, with Harrison Ford, and Harrison Ford had said, "Like, look, I love the Indiana Jones character so much. I would I would come back at any time and make another movie. Like, I I just really like that playing being that character." Um, and so Paul Hogan, known for only one character, said, "I have a character like that that I love playing. I also want to go make another Crocodile Dundee movie." So they did, uh, and it's not good. Um, it's it's quite bad. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, th- I would argue that they should be watched side by side. Because you're right, the first movie I is, did
3: watch them side by side. No no no, <laughs> no, no,
2: no, I'm saying, like, if anybody, for all the people at home who are after this conversation going to run out and run, well, run nowhere, go to Netflix and watch those movies, you should watch them both. Because if you just watch the first one, you're right. It's like a sort of anticlimactic, uh, t- romantic comedy. And then the second one's like a badass action movie. I don't call <laughs> where people where no. people throw snakes at each other. Oh.
3: he apparently had time to gut an entire crocodile and then wear it. Yeah. To trick them. Uh, and dry it. Yeah, and dry it out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, when we were boys, how did we run a snake from the from the cane fields? And then he lights his match. Yeah, I like those bad guys. They are. S- super stereotypical Colombian '80s bad guys.
3: <laughs> oh man! So anyway, what else you got? I've been gone for a while, so that's why it was so long. That's, yeah, that's how much good. I watched. So oh, that's your it? turn. <laughs> <Yep>. Okay,
2: good. <laughs> um, well, I don't. I don't have much. Destiny came out this week. I've been playing a lot of Destiny, um, and it's pretty good. Uh, but I did this morning. I woke up and I was like, I want to. I want to watch something while I like get some stuff done. And we've been talking it for, like, this has been mentioned many, many times. And people keep saying, like, hey, you guys should watch this thing. And so uh, it's on Netflix. So I was like, all right, I'm going to pop in some Supernatural and watch the beginning of Supernatural. Um, And so I've seen now two and a half or so episodes. That show is good. Um, Like, it's, and not just because the main people are kind of handsome, which I imagine, I always imagine that was a big part of why people watch that show. but it, it it has moments when like the acting and the writing are a little bit flat but it's also the first two episodes of a very tv show um but i kind of like okay so it's produced by mcgee the story here is uh which i have to mention cuz i like mcgee and think he's underrated um and the story here is that like it starts off and um the guy who plays the comedian like there's this really cool and well choreographed sequence at the beginning where there's this family and they've got like a baby and a son and they're putting the baby to sleep and the mother wakes up and she's running around the house having these weird hallucinations where she thinks that someone is in the house stealing their baby and what's what ends up happening is that well anyway so we hear her scream and then the husband downstairs wakes up and runs upstairs and she's like creepily weird and possessed on the ceiling. And then she bursts in the flames and he grabs the kids and runs out of the house. And that is the beginning. So this whole, what's cool about it is that you kind of, you think that either something's weird is happening with the dad or something weird is happening with the baby. Uh, and what is actually happening. and this is spoilers for the first episode, but what is actually happening in that sequence is that like, she is somehow possessed or having these weird visions or someone is attacking her in a supernatural way. Um, And it's just it's shot really cool. Um, And then the actual show, you skip forward like twenty-two years or however long it takes for those guys to grow abs. And they, uh, uh, one of them is like at Stanford. He's gonna go to school and be a lawyer. But the other son, son is a tough guy now, and he likes hunting down supernatural shit. And then like the the one guy, his girlfriend gets killed, and so now they're like on the road trying to find their dad because their dad's gone missing. In the same
4: way as his mother.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the girlfriend also like weird possessed, like on the scene You're like, Eah! and then she like bursts into flames, um, and uh, and so they're you know tracking down this thing. And then the second episode, they're like fighting a Wendigo or some shit. Um, and the I think that they they're drawing a good line as far as how much how much time they spend on explaining the monsters or explaining the mystery. Whereas like a show like Grimm that I ended up not liking very much because they spend most of the show trying to explain to you why like what the rules of the monster are. This one's like no man, people ate people a long time ago and they ate so many people they turned into Wendy. Goes let's go kill this motherfucker and like that becomes the episode. Um, The one the the what is actually the first episode mystery is like this, um, you know, string of I I guess it is supposedly like a common at least in the show, I don't mean in the real world, Uh, it's, like, this common haunting of, like, women who uh, find out that their husbands are cheating, go insane for a second and kill their children and then kill themselves. They then start to haunt, you know, and the way, like, the the line of dialogue is really kind of cleverly written where he, or at least they run through the exposition fast enough that it doesn't bother you, that he says, like, and they tend to, like, haunt, you know, creeks and back roads and things like that, which is very convenient for like a horror movie trope, um, but just the way that they, the way that they address this stuff that is basically the the commonalities of a lot of kind of schlocky horror movies, they address it as if it's just like, well, that's just the way it happens, and they and they just sort of let that logic kind of flow. It it works surprisingly, and so when they said that, I was like, okay, cool, yeah, like I don't know, some ghosts and some shit, uh, and then the way that they fight her and and defeat that that character is neat. Um, There are are scenes of, like, exposition between the characters where they're like, you know, one of them is angsty about trying to find his dad, and the other one's like, no, man, this is our life. Like, we fight ghosts and shit. Um, Some of that dialogue can fall really flat. uh, But so far, I've I've really kind of liked it. Um, So when I was saying earlier about, like, I haven't binge-watched a show in a while... I kind of want to binge watch this show. And I'm only two episodes in. Um, it's the middle of the afternoon. We're almost done with the show. I really want to be done with this episode so I can go watch some Supernatural, which is weird.
4: I was binge watching it and I can't watch it at night because some of it gets really scary. Yeah. Like I get really like freaked out by some of it just because of the way they do the effects and stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: They...
4: And we sat through a panel at Emerald City Comic Con with some of the guys who are in the show now.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And a lot of shit goes down, and a lot of stuff changes, and they bring in a bunch of these bigger plot points. Like I think it has actually has the devil in it Okay. as a character. Okay. So it's really interesting, but I'm having a hard time getting past the first. Like I haven't gotten through the first season because I have nightmares. Hmm.
2: Yeah, they do. A, they do a really good job with the. Because that's the other thing is with a show like Grimm or something like that. They show you a lot of the monster, and when they do, it's not always really thrilling. Whereas the 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 ghost in that first episode, like when she goes like semi transparent, or when she's like trying to rip his heart out, the effects in it are really pretty cool. Uh, the Wendigo, eh, you know they used one of those things where it was like a guy in a in a full body like suit kind of thing, um, and the effect wasn't bad. But they did a lot of the like not quite showing him or keeping him in the dark kind of thing, um, which was too bad. Um, but it, it was still fairly effective.
4: Well, and you have to consider it still at that time a WB show,
2: and and a and still just in general a TV show. Like they just don't have the budget, especially when you're doing sci-fi like that. Um, and from what I've heard over the years about that show getting close to being canceled and things like that, I don't expect the budget to get a whole lot bigger. But if they can at least maintain some of the tricks and and things like that, uh, I should look. Actually, I didn't I didn't pull this up before. I'm not sure who directed the uh, initial episode. Um, but if it were McG, that would probably be good because they, whoever did that first episode does a really good job of sort of setting the, the style and the tempo of that show. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. I think it's going to be pretty fun. So, uh, yeah, I think people, and it's all on Netflix, so I can just watch it at, at a whim. Um, so yeah, I guess after... Three and a half years of doing this podcast and people saying like you guys should watch Supernatural. They might have been right. Just saying. So Anyway, that's what I watched.
3: So this is part in Crocodile Dundee where <laughs> he meets the chauffeur, the dad from Family Matters. Yes. And Crocodile ah! Dundee says, What tribe are you from, mate? And like, What? Yeah. <laughs> well you have a big car, so you must be the leader of your tribe. This is the black man. <laughs> that he says this too, and then later Crocodile Dundee. I guess when he's not fighting animals, he gets his ass kicked by human beings in the alley. And then the dad from Family Matters rolls up in his limousine, rips the tail fin off the back of the limousine, <laughs> and throws it like a boomerang yeah. to take out the guys who are trying to kidnap him. It's- You can get away with so much more shit in the 80s.
2: Well, here's the thing, though. In the 80s, people thought for some reason that Australia was a magical place where there wasn't any racism. And so they (laughs) just assumed, especially from the from the way it's portrayed in the first movie, they assumed that like the Australians are totally cool with the Aborigines and aren't racist against them at all. And so that's why they can get away with that is because the joke there is that, like, he doesn't even understand that, like, it would be bad to say something like that to a black guy. Um, Buzz
4: Lerman hadn't created Australia yet. (laughs) So we we didn't know.
2: You're right. You're right. Um, Yeah. I love that movie.
3: (laughs) Cora, what's next?
4: (sighs) Comic book corner. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Sure. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. Cora Lynch, you guys are the guests. What have you guys read lately? Is there anything that like strikes your fancy? That
4: Michael, this is your department.
0: Well, uh, recently I finished Preacher. We talked about that a couple I, weeks ago. I heard, I heard. Um, not the ending I expected. I'm not going to spoil anything, but yeah. it was. I wouldn't call it a twist, but it was not what I would expect from Garthenus.
2: Yeah, yeah. After after what ten trades of him chasing down God, you you kind of get this answer that's like, oh, all right, um, yeah.
0: Okay then, all right. Yep. Move on uh, from there.
2: I liked it overall. I how did you like how do you like the book?
0: I, like, I liked him a lot. Yeah. I, I I love Garthenus though. I, yeah. I read a lot of his stuff. I I like everything outside of Cross. That, that kind of <laughs> that was a bit much for me.
2: Yeah. Very cool. Uh,
0: let's see what else I I've been rereading Saga over and over and over again. Yeah, love Saga. Um, and uh, oh, uh, Joker, Death of Death of the Family. Oh, cool. I love that. It was a much darker feel for uh, DC comic. Yeah. Uh, I it, it still pulled some punches. It didn't go quite as far as. A lot of indie comics, a lot of uh, Garthina stuff, but uh, it was it was still pretty good. I'd, I'd recommend that for sure.
2: Yeah. Do you read a lot of Batman stuff?
0: I, I do. was, was that gig. like...
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Cool. Very cool. Well, all of those are available at Colorado Quinn's and Comics and, of course, all in trades at this point. Um, so you can get 20% off on all of them. And if you open a hold slot, you can follow up on... You can like keep up on Saga month by month uh, by having them put in your hold slot and getting 20% off on that as well. So do it.
4: We also read the first volume of Lock and Key.
2: <gasps>
4: Why didn't you read lead with that? That's well, the that answer was, I wanted because that's the one that I, that bought probably, and I really wanted to read.
0: Uh, oh. How did you like and it?
4: That was that was when that was, that for was back free, in October.
0: We got it, no, that we got was it for a long time ago. Day. Did we? Ooh. No, we got it at free Comic Book Day. Right
4: down in Albuquerque.
2: How did how did you like the first trade?
4: It's really good. We need to get more of them.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Is it that the hardback one? No, it's paperback. Oh, okay. Because yeah, yeah. It's cheap. Yeah, no for sure. Yeah. Eventually you'll up- as you read through that whole series and totally fall in love with it, you'll upgrade to the hardbacks cuz they're just gorgeous. Um but yeah, man. It's a it's a dark book. Yeah, but it really is. The the what I love about Lock and Key is how simple the idea is and how immediately fascinating that world becomes, right? Like all he has to say is magic doors and like you don't have you have no idea what he's going to introduce next. Yep. So it just allows this like incredibly fertile ground for him to to start telling stories. Um, Really creepy, scary stories. Those will give you nightmares. Shit. Man. The the woman in the well is fucking terrifying. Yeah. That, oh God, the picture
0: in the office of, what was it? Uh, listen to the echoes or find me no. what was that? oh yes find me that was oh. I got chills just reading that I that had, freaked I, me
2: out I had that image as the uh, wallpaper on my phone for a long time no, ba- no? yeah that was great uh, so
4: we've just been, we just we pick up the things that we hear you guys talking about yeah because we also have a copy of I Kill Giants and Michael's read it a couple times and I he keeps telling me that I will cry when I read it mm-hmm. and so you I will. have not read it
0: you should read it it'll make you read run. it you will love it. I, I have no you'll doubt cry, that I will, love, you will love it. it you'll, you'll, cry,
2: a, you'll cry. before it's over. You'll, have, you'll cry in the first <laughs> issue.
4: I have one of those. Th- I have to, you know, be ready to sit down and do that yeah. to be able to read something no, like that. If I know that that's what's coming, so
2: I have a I have a niece now, and the other day I was talking to to my brother and his wife, and I told him, I was like, when she's 12, she's getting a copy of Lock and Key, and I'm going to like give her homework to make sure that she reads it all the way through. Because Or not Lock and Key. Um, I Kill Giants. Uh, I kill giants. Um, because, yes, all young women, all young people, all young nerds need to read I Kill Giants. I'll say it that way. Agreed. Because um, that book is amazing. Also available at Colorado Queen's Cards, of Comics. You can do 20% off now. And get the Titan edition. It's cool. I wish I had that one. but Awesome. Awesome, awesome. I think all we have less is news before we get into the review. Yes. It's real news.
4: You guys keep doing things out of order, so I forget.
2: Uh, I don't think there's been an order for a really long time. You know what else there hasn't been for a really long time? N- o- news? Orion Pictures. What? Orion Pictures. Um, so in 1991, Orion Pictures, who at the time had made Terminator and RoboCop and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Got it. Um, uh, they went out of business. They went bankrupt and got sold to MGM. And basically, they're... Th- well, at least that name is coming back. They're like That That company is once again going to become be in front of uh, the town that dreaded Sundown, which is... Uh, little indie horror film that I want to shoot. Where did it? The sequel. Oh, it's just, oh, it's the sequel one. Yeah. Cause
3: oh, they already okay. made one. Ryan owns it.
2: Oh, okay. Cool. Um, wait, I thought there was
3: maybe a remake.
2: Oh, okay. Maybe that's what I saw the time. Cause I know, you know, you know, I don't know horror movies. Yeah. So I, I saw something else that made it seem like there was a, there was a new one, but maybe it's just a new version of that blue of the original Blu-ray is what I saw. Um, but, uh, Anyway, they're they're coming back,
3: which they're doing specialty stuff like it's only yeah. coming back to like uh, advanced specific projects. They're right. not just going to no, throw no, a no. bunch of movies under that label and No. But it, it, it's a promotional be. tool.
2: I I really like their logo. Yeah. I would really like to see it again. I know. Um like a like a cool updated version of that logo would be pretty neat.
3: No, um, they shouldn't change it you, really, you want it to be the... Just you, leave it.
2: Okay, if we're going to do that, I want the TriStar logo back. You know, where the Pegasus runs yeah. up that little hill. Yeah, that one's with, another one. With the I music, loved. too. Yeah, oh, yeah. With, like, slightly cracked, you know, like just the, like, poppy version of the sound. Yeah. So that it doesn't sound quite right, like you're watching it on an old VHS.
3: It won't happen, though, because it's, it's stuffed under no. Sony.
2: Yeah. Um, Richard Ke- Keel? I think it's Keel. Richard Keel passed away at the age of 74, uh, best known for Jaws in the James Bond films, um, which is too bad. He always seemed like a really nice guy when when you saw him in interviews and stuff like that. Like, you know, big intimidating looking guy, but then like, and every everything we've read in the last week of, of people who knew him really well, like Roger Moore wrote a really nice uh, little piece about um, what a what a great guy he was.
3: He wasn't even that like dastardly a villain. He's more of like a, in no. the James Bond movie. He's, I saw he's a. <laughs> Henchman, and then he kind of falls in love with this little girl, and he actually kind of helps James Bond. I know, so
2: it's, it's a super weird, yeah. super weird character. Uh, we got to see the Batmobile this week, like, b- and yeah. more than we saw before. We got that. I think it looks really cool. Yeah, me too. Um, with like the, the missile turret things on the front, and that is the
3: odd part. Yes, I mean the Bat had machine guns, and yeah. the Anton first Batmobile had machine guns, but, but it's again, a very
2: obvious gun. Yeah. thing. but but they are. Clearly, pulling a lot of Dark Knight Return stuff for this movie. Um, and that one, you know, he's uh, shooting guns and blowing up, you know, w- walls mutants. and things like yeah. that. Yeah, and mutants and things like that. Um, which, yeah, he's allowed to kill mutants. He's just, uh, well, mutants aren't people. <laughs> that, that's so unfair. <laughs>
4: If X-Men has taught us
2: anything. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. Very Touché. very well done.
3: Um uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's cool. I like the the cabin opens up. It does remind me a bit of like the Schumacher Batmobiles where it's like mm. a one seater. That's um, true, but I'm pretty sure it'll be cooler than that. But
2: why does Batman need to like have all this room for other people? True. Um like seriously, if he ever gets a Robin, he can build another Batmobile that's got two seats. Actually, he just builds a motorcycle for Robin. So Um, I think it looks cool. It's like a, it seems like a cool blend between the Tumblr and like, yeah, those more traditional Batmobiles. Um, honestly, it kind of looks like they took the Tumblr and slapped it down on top of the like animated series Batmobile. Yeah. Um, which is pretty badass.
3: But honestly, I mean, I I know people love the Batmobile and all, but I think we just want to see a movie where Batman uses the grappling hook and then Spider-Man's it around town. That's true. I think that's what people really want.
2: Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't grappling hook much, does he? In the, in the movies, in no. The
3: last three animated series, yes. That's all he does, so, except for the one two times and he uses the Batmobile. But well, in the not, movies, he's always driving the Batmobile. They don't in the movies they or don't the treat bike. him
2: as much. He's not as acrobatic as he is in the in the cartoon show. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't do a lot of like, you know, s- sitting. I was about to say sitting on his feet, but you know what I mean. Like where he's like on his feet, but he's crouched down like, like in a, a gargoyle in a, in a very yeah 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 in a very Spider Man kind of a pose. Like he's gonna pounce. Uh he never does that in the movies. Yeah. Which um, is I
3: think what people want to see is him be like this weird demon. Yeah. Um yeah. De- detective.
2: Um cool. Uh we got a trailer for Serena this week, which is the movie with Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. Uh the next piece of shit made by David O. Russell. And I actually think it looks awesome. Um I think he's making a movie for me again. So hopefully hopefully this one's good.
3: You're like the abused housewife who's just like you keep
2: <laughs> I am man I he really, loves me, I swear I really liked three kings, but God he makes garbage now um the uh amazon t v what are they what are, what is Amazon calling it um anyway Amazon prime is making their own t v shows, and one of the ones that they have picked up is uh the man in the high castle uh which is a very very popular philip k. dick short story um or novel sorry um so, that's cool. I'm sort of excited about that. I I want somebody to I I feel like serialized versions of Philip K Dick ideas would probably be really good, which is they're also doing that Minority Report uh TV show I
3: with a female lead.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I think this one does as well. Uh or at least the only person they've cast so far is Alexa uh, DeValos. Um so I don't know. I think it's I think it's interesting. Um, the other things that Amazon has made in the past have not been terribly good. Like, they did those... I can't remember what they were called, but they did, like, some some short comedy shows, like 30-minute comedy sitcom shows, and they were not very funny. Um, but I can't remember what they were called. Like, one of them was a, was a remake kind of thing. Anyway, um, and the very last thing is that uh, there was a lot of talk from Andrew Garfield this week. Uh, one... It's too bad that Ryan's not here to talk about this, but uh, one is he was very specifically talking about Sinister Six and basically saying that he's really excited about what they're doing with Sinister Six and then sort of alluded that he may or may not be in that movie. Um, I still have no fucking clue what that movie's going to be, and if it really is the next Spider-Man movie, I, I'm i very lost because I don't know how you launch a like, Spider-Man universe of characters without... Without Spider-Man? Them. Yeah, or having Spider-Man in them to some degree. Um, he also... And this is like a... In my mind, this is a one-two punch where he's saying things that are good, but in my mind, I'm reading them as not good. So f- full bias up front. But he was also talking about the fact that um, he was sort of reading reviews of Spider-Man 2 and some of the things people were saying, and he looks at it now and feels like uh, that script from Kurtzman and Orsi was amazing, but that as the the studios got involved, they sort of started to chop things out that were important, and he feels like those production notes hurt that film overall, which what I actually read here is the the production company's goals for Spider-Man are beginning to get in the way of what's good about the, the people writing Spider-Man, and if that's been slightly true with the second one, and then there's also all of this weird what the hell's going on with this next... Secret Six or Sinister Six movie, I I'm nervous. I'm getting very nervous. Um, well,
3: um, Spider-Man's costume completely engulfs his entire look, so it's entirely possible they can make a Sinister Six movie without Andrew Garfield. Well, I, if oh, that, only Spider-Man's in it,
2: that's fair. That is fair. Well, you would still need his voice.
3: Yeah, if I mean, he you could get someone who sounds enough like him that maybe.
2: Yeah, but why
0: would
3: you? Because um, maybe Andrew Garfield doesn't sign on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: because he reads the script and he's like Like, this is fucking garbage why are you doing this to Spider-Man yeah Uh, oh and actually well this this sort of popped up and people have been talking about it a lot but um, there was this weird thing where you know they've been talking about making a Ghostbusters 3 for forever Mm -hmm. Uh, and this week Bill Murray was like you know what instead of making Ghostbusters 3 y'all should just make like a woman version of Ghostbusters and he listed off a whole bunch of people I can't remember who all was in it it was like Kristen Wiig and Emma Stone and two other Um, Melissa
3: McCarthy and Amy
4: Kohler
2: was it Amy Poehler?
4: Amy Poehler was in one of the, like... Oh, okay. Uh, like, things that was on Facebook. Yeah. That was um, a rendition of three people playing three characters.
2: Hmm. Um, and basically, Kristen Wiig was like, well, I, I would totally do that. I think this does sound a whole lot more interesting than a, like, straight-up Ghostbusters 3 reimagining oh, yeah. sort of thing. Um I think that would be cool. Plus, if you put Kristen Wiig in anything, I will probably enjoy it, so... Um. Anyway, that's all.
3: All, all four white women, though.
2: Yeah. Seriously. probably do a little
3: more diverse. What a dick. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Man. Seriously. Yeah. It's horrible.
3: I think they should just do. Like, it doesn't have to be four women. Like, maybe just make two of them women, and then seriously, yeah. Two of them are like related to the original Ghostbusters. So, like, obviously, one of them doesn't want to be in it, and um, and there's only two others left.
2: How do you do? Like for Expendables, how do you do? Oh, um. Ghostbusters.
3: Yeah, they probably that joke. Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's, no,
4: that's, that's the porn version. Yeah.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. You're right. It should just be, just make, just make good comedy movies with the Ghostbusters in it. I don't really care.
3: Yeah. Does someone buys the firehouse? The, here's been... the
2: thing: the long, the longer that they put so much like pressure on this, like if the movie's bad, it'll be the end of the world, or that, like, a a Ghostbusters 3 has to be the funniest movie ever. The longer they do that, the worse that movie is going to be.
3: Yeah, the expectations are going to get higher and higher and more unrealistic. The
2: the truth is, I just want, like, I want you guys to make fun movies, and I like Ghostbusters. If you made another one that that was modern, I would enjoy it. Write something funny. If they had a great script already, they would have already made the movie. So,
3: anyway. They could get, like... Four, the four girls buy the firehouse for some business, and then they mm-hmm. go to the basement and they find all this equipment. And then it turns out that's what they end up doing is being Ghostbusters instead of like I don't know, sure what they were going to start a yoga studio. I don't know. Melissa <laughs> <laughs> oh. McCarthy was going to start a yoga studio. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's already funny. It's like, <laughs> you just
2: made it funny. like <laughs> We just wrote How the script. Could this be yeah. It starts off and and she's like there's some hip hop music in the background and she's like walking like I'm 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 so tough and get it, I'm fat. And like that'll be (laughs) the first joke is like I'm Melissa McCarthy and I'm fat, I'm doing yoga. Like, yeah, you just wrote the movie.
4: She's the yoga instructor. Yeah. And those are her like three protégés or one of them her protégé the other one's the other yoga instructor that she doesn't like and the third one's the receptionist or something Melissa McCarthy
2: would, would clearly have to be like the Bill Murray ver- character yeah. who's like very full of herself because that's the only character that she allows herself to play even though she's more talented than that and then Kristen Wiig would have to be um, uh, uh, shit um, oh god the guy who makes vodka now uh, shit <laughs> not not Ivan Reitman, but the other guy, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Oh my God! Wow. Dan Aykroyd makes vodka. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He makes he makes that skull vodka now. You know, like it comes in a it comes in a skull glass. Yeah, he's really into crystal skulls. Like Ghost Ghostbusters originally. Why it's wasn't he in Indiana Jones? Yeah. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd is r- like super into um, like supernatural stuff. Like he's he's really into it. Okay. Um, so like the original ideas for Ghostbusters were that they were like jumping around through other dimensions and stuff, and it was going to be like a very straight-up, you know, ghosty, paranormal movie. And then, of course, it became more and more comedic because it's Dan Aykroyd. Sure. Um, So, yeah, now he makes, like, he bottles vodka in, like, a Crystal Skull and sells it all over the place. So if you ever see a Crystal Skull in a liquor store, which it's pretty prominent, it's all over the place, that's Dan Aykroyd's vodka. Did you have that at the store?
0: We had that at the store.
2: Yeah. Weird. Crystal Skull Vodka. Anyway.
3: So the new girl Ghostbusters try to track down the old Ghostbusters to find out like what, what the, What the how hell to be Ghostbusters. are all these things? Yeah. And they find um, Ray and uh, Winston, but then they find out that, um, shoot, what's Bill Murray's? Uh, Bankman? Bankman, He actually, he's been gone this whole time because he was sent to jail by that prick who worked for the city. <laughs> and it's up to them to bust him out. So, so it's, it's actually like jailbusters. It's jail. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing, there are no ghosts. Yeah. And then yeah. Bill Murray can just do a cameo, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then the ghost of um, Egon actually is, helps them. He's like the new a, uh, receptionist
4: at the yoga studio. No, <laughs>
3: the Ghostbusters because they they scrap right. the yoga studio right. when they realize yeah. that they can be Ghostbusters because cool. the, the firehouse is haunted with Egon's ghost. I think
2: this is a great script. Yeah. What if what if instead they decide they want to be cops? <laughs>
4: I would watch that movie, too.
2: This week, we went and saw Let's Be Cops. Brad, should people see Let's Be Cops?
3: Mm, I think it's more of a rental.
2: Cora, should people go see Let's Be Cops?
4: If they understand what they're getting into paying to go see this movie, then yes. Because, yes.
2: Okay. Should Michael, should people go see Let's Be Cops?
0: Outside of Guardians in the Galaxy, it's... Just about the only movie I'd see in a theater right now.
3: You <laughs> should uh, see Frank. I don't know. See <laughs> wow. Frank. Uh,
2: I right.
0: don't know if
4: we can see Frank in a the theater <laughs> right now. Um, Salt
2: the Mine, and yeah, I, I would say it's a rental. I enjoyed it, but it's one. It was one of those comedies that like I laughed and and was not bored, but was not like over the moon laughing the whole time. Like you know really felt very original because it feels a lot like an episode of it's always sunny in philadelphia um that was much more concise um so anyway uh here's the trailer
1: what happened man how did we get so far off track what are you talking about we both have good things going on right now hey did i see you in a commercial you did yeah i have i have i have General herpes what's up
0: hello ah!
1: We don't jump out on brothers, man. You don't like that. So we're going to the party tonight. Cops or ghosts, your choice. I don't want to be a ghost. Let's be cops. People actually think we're cops. <laughs> please, please. Oh, that was awesome. Whoa, oh, whoa, what do we have here? Officers, this is... Is this for real? Damn! <laughs>
2: How far are we planning on taking this?
1: Where'd you get this thing? eBay, dude. This is super illegal, right? This? No. No? Wow. <laughs> oh. We could go to jail for years for this.
4: All units, domestic disturbance and progress.
1: Yes. No. Yes. No. Don't. Don't touch that. No. Three
3: females, early 20s, possibly intoxicated. Oh,
1: that's how it's sweet.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Up, hands down, ah! what the My bad.
1: Body in the past. Boys, open up! Thank God you're here. Oh yeah, thank God we are
2: here. It's my sorority sisters. Sorority sisters. <laughs> oh sisters. No! What the hell? Relax! <laughs> So, Let's Be Cops is about two guys who are, like, they're just turning 30, and they are living in L.A. Yeah, they feel like they haven't achieved anything. One of them makes video games, um, and it's clearly written by somebody who doesn't understand how video games get made. um, Because apparently, in this world, the guy who wants to make video games makes the fucking video game, and then has to convince the company to release it. Which is not how good video games make, get
3: made. I thought he was just—he uh, had—he like had a design. Pro- I don't think he made it. He was just like
0: at one point. The, they're playing the video. Yeah, games the, the one guy room. plays the game. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: Hmm. Uh, like there's all of us in this scene where like <laughs> they're sitting on the couch playing the game, and that, one like, dude doesn't program that whole game <laughs> exactly on his yeah. own, and do the art, and maybe you it know. was
3: Pong, but not anyway. You know, Grand and the Thodo, the, police <laughs> officers.
2: The other guy, like apparently, doesn't have a job uh was a big-time football guy back at Purdue, but now he's just playing football with some kids in the yeah, park. injured, man. Yeah, he got injured because <laughs> life is hard. Uh, and then because... So the guy who's got the video game, he uh, he wants to make a video game called Patrolman. So yeah. for part of his pitch, he has these costumes of cops. And apparently they are legit costumes, um, and so, I gotta get authentic
3: shit for this <laughs> yeah, where does he presentation. Where real police uniforms for this? They
0: never explain where well, he gets actual police uniforms. They
2: were real cheap looking real police. Like all the cops wore very fake looking police uniforms to make it look like it was really easy to get fake police uniforms. Um, and so they apparently need to go to a party that's a dress up party in the middle of the summer. Uh, and this is a joke that we've seen way too many times before. And so it was a little bit obvious that, you know. They get there and it's not a real like dress-up party it's like a masquerade and they were supposed to be dressed f- fancy but they ended up dressing as cops and then afterwards they suddenly realize as they're walking down the street that everybody thinks they're cops uh, in they- a very like catch me if you can moment of like oh nobody actually pays attention do they
3: and women flock to them yes yes instantaneously <laughs> like
2: literally there's a scene where by chance a horde of women who need to kiss a cop run down the street.
3: I think it's a bachelorette party. Yeah, like yeah that's part it was. of the game. Yeah. yeah.
4: Well, my favorite bit is Michael and I come from a town where most of the cops are kind of dicks, right? Who do unnecessary things, which is a trend that we're seeing in parts of the country right now. Which I think is interesting. That now we're releasing a movie where cops are cool. <laughs> that was odd. <laughs> All of these women are like, "Oh, you're a cop. You're so
2: attractive." Ooh. I want to yeah. get
4: with you because you're a cop and everything. Well, they're they're, they're
2: good looking cops. So it's, they, it's a they nice looking, looking man, man in, in uniform. They're not but, like paunchy, like uh, local cops. You know, they were cops and, in blue. And maybe they're more
4: attractive because they secretly know they're actually not cops. Yes. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, that was kind of odd. It's like, oh, this is a movie where cops are cool, <laughs> which we're having problems with cops right now. But okay, I'll buy that cops are cool because I like these guys from the new girl. <laughs>
2: Um, so then, because it's 1982, there are local Russian guys who are muscling out all of the local (laughs) deli owners, um, and so, and the one guy falls in sleep, falls in love with the the woman who works at the local deli where the Moscow dudes with spider tattoos like to beat women up. Who was oddly Um, not Russian. No.
4: The leader of the Russian gang was not Russian.
2: Uh, yeah, um... And but that's okay. Who ca- who gives a shit? Because then these cops are gonna go end up like inadvertently fighting these weird Russian mobster guys, um, and hijinks ensue. Um, I think it's too bad that this movie had to have bad guys in it. Like I that's I, that's fair. I kind of wanted a movie that was because this gets awkwardly close to trying to be like a Twenty One Jump Street. Yes. Uh, where they actually have like a goal to get to. Whereas if this were somehow
4: with the same if the other guy, were not,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's still got um, Rob Riggle, Yeah. Rob Riggle in it.
4: Who was r- really nice to not have him be a royal ass,
2: which, okay. Spoilers. Um, I was waiting the whole time for them to reveal that Rob Briegel and his partner were also not really cops.
3: Really? Like,
0: yeah. That that to me was the right way to end I this movie. I thought they were the bad guys. That was what I was getting at how yeah, oh, Robert yeah. oh, I was, I was, working
3: was working for them out.
0: too. When no, when no, 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 he no. was
4: like getting all trying to get all he was talking about getting all sexy, not really but kind of with the bad guy.
2: Oh, oh
0: that you Michael's thinking, like,
4: like, Oh, he's sleeping with the bad guy. So oh. he's he's in it on it with the bad guy
0: because they're together or something. It seemed like that joke would go somewhere, but it just kind of ended there. Yeah. I, th- I yeah. think
2: it was just an awkward like like they were just making fun of the fact that that the way cops talk about getting ga- like nailing bad guys is like a really pseudo sexual <laughs> not a good
4: way to talk about right. nailing yeah. bad guys. That's, yeah,
2: like that that joke I appreciated, um, but no, I just thought that like they were going to introduce the idea that they they live in a world where actually. Most of the cops in LA oh God, are not that... actual cops, but just started pretending they were cops and got and that like that would be that's how the movie it would, would end was that those guys would take them under their wing and be like, oh no no no, we did what you did years ago, like twenty <laughs> years ago, and if you do it long enough, they'll start <laughs> paying you. Like they won't realize you're not really a cop, and you'll just really become a cop. Um, like that's where I thought we were going with that, which I would have loved. Um, but yeah, I just think it it was too bad that like it it turned into like this big overarching you know all oh, there's there's bad cops and they got to really catch these guys and whereas i really just wanted more of what we got during the credits where it was like them you know stealing pizzas and that kind of shit uh, yep. do you remember
3: when um i forget the the one guy who the former football player what was his character's name
2: uh O'Malley. o'malley oh yeah o'malley
3: he turns the evidence over and find out finds out that Andy Garcia is actually one of the bad guys. And then as he's walking and to the Andy elevator, Garcia is in the movie. <laughs> yeah, Andy Garcia's in the movie. He's walking to the elevator, looking over his shoulder, and then the camera pans up to that security camera. And yes, then nothing the, happens. The Logitech with
4: that. security camera. No, no Andy oh, Garcia got the guy's face. But they
2: already had their faces. That's what was weird.
4: I know, but he they implied that this camera is important because now we're going to get. You know like that's O'Malley's face, and then we're gonna cross-reference him with everything because the next scene with Andy Garcia is him talking to the guy who's like, "Oh, okay, so this is this guy, yeah. and he lives with this guy,
2: and that they're was not cops." That's what they were trying to communicate, but it was not well done because, again, yeah, they already it was had just an ad
0: for Logitech.
2: Yeah, they yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: also had a part um, when he's he's like all awesome, and I'm going to go sell this video game and i i guess it's a corrupt cop that comes in there and oh, starts shooting yeah. yes it's that, andy
4: that it's andy garcia's like dude
0: henchman yeah is that his henchman okay yeah that was his henchman from when they
4: were taking pictures of them got with it. the really slutty lady they were taking pictures of andy garcia and his henchman and then his henchman is also a cop got
0: yeah. it got it i didn't make that connection well
4: you but, don't see the guy's face the first time no. right
0: yeah.
3: And, and it's still weird because that guy runs into a conference room and shoots up the place <laughs> and then like
2: a bad guy.
3: And no consequence. Like obviously Nobody he's a cop, hit. so no one really questions him, but still, like a cop just stormed in there and started firing on everybody. But no, it
4: was a sales pitch for the video game.
2: Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Taco's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Taco's in this movie. Oh, oh my god, it was room. amazing that Taco was in this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Anyway, I...
4: it was fun if you're if i mean if you michael and i were laughing the whole time so why not if, yeah. you, if you need a light-hearted movie to go see it was great
3: for it was really funny you know, for me it's up and down like i'd yeah. there'd be something funny like a small gag but then there'd be something t- uh, like regarding the plot that would be frustrating because you yeah. go oh this would be a great story of these two losers trying to grow up yeah and, um uh advance their place in the world and uh, better their friendship with each other. And then it'd be something dumb would happen. Yeah. So it would like, bring me back down and then there'd be like a little gag and it's constantly up and down throughout the whole movie.
2: Like the the best example of it I can think of is they introduce Poopa <laughs> played, played by Key from Key and Peele, um, who's great. Like that, their interaction is fun. And then what what do they do with it? They have... Uh, Damon Wayans Jr. dress up as Poopa and then go do a scene that wasn't as much fun. So, like, yeah. the whole time that scene is happening, I'm like,
0: I'd rather have
2: actual Poopa in this scene. Yeah. Like, Damon Wayans Jr.'s character, uh, Chang, or not whatever his n- real name was, Chang, uh, Chang to me was more entertaining as Chang than he was as Poopa. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. so it was like, oh, well, you, you kind of, they kept, they kept doing things like that where I felt like they were undermining what, what had been funny to some degree. Um, Because then they're also like, where they just wouldn't take things quite far enough. So, like, there's the scene where near the beginning, where uh, the one guy is playing football with the kids, and he's basically beating up children, you know, and to try and make himself feel better. Um, but they never quite drive that home in a way that is quite funny enough. It, it, you Where know, he
4: actually like punches a child in the face, or
2: like really hurts somebody. And yeah, treats it like, whoa, come on, just walk it off. Like, it, like that. You know, you never they never quite take it far enough. Yeah. Um,
4: so you could go to the theater and see this movie, or go home and watch Twenty One Jump Street and Twenty Two Jump Street.
2: Well, yeah, and and between those two, you should watch Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street. No, that's fair. Those those movies are infinitely funnier than these are or than this was, but what it, was up it's with
3: um, so when he was dressed up as uh poopa, and then he uh
2: <laughs> what his name is poopa it 's just funny,
3: so he disguises him and then he go there like as he goes through the club um he 's constantly constantly being told oh man you're, you' you shouldn't be showing your face around here, yeah, and then he finally gets up to the main bad guy and then he just makes him smoke meth and then <laughs> We never really get the sense, of, like, why were they telling him that? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's gets in a fist fight with that bodyguard well, then yeah, the bodyguard punches Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. We don't know what Poopa did that, like, those guys are so mad about. Yeah.
3: Um, There's, like, no payoff for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Sequel,
4: Let's All Be Poopa.
3: It's
2: probably the fact, yes, <laughs> Let's Be Poopa. It's probably the fact that basically Poopa's. and Exactly. So this would be. This is what's funny about it is that that character's. Um, default action to defend himself against people is to tell them that they should suck their his balls and cock those cock suckers <laughs> uh which is what he tells them like that's the only phrase that he needs to know so like if you had a scene where poopa goes in there and or like if in that scene poopa was also in his ear and poopa was telling him to tell everybody to suck his cock and balls you cock suckers like that's that that would have been funnier um but yeah, you're right. Like we don't understand why those guys don't like him. I assume it's because he keeps call- telling them to suck his balls and cock.
3: But yeah, I guess there was before that when they were doing the stakeout. He uh, he was getting into an argument with I think one of the guys, but yeah. you never find out what the argument was. No. Or, uh, yeah.
2: The, and that whole scene, I was just sitting there like, is
1: that key? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like from far away, like I think, I hope he's in the movie more than this. And sure enough, you know, then he's poopa. Which that scene was... That scene, okay, so here's another example of how sort of off-kilter it is. That, like, they bring Poopa back, and is like, you know, yelling in some other language the whole time. And so they have to, like, get through a couple of jokes about them torturing him, and, like, they pretend to waterboard him. And then suddenly he can speak English so we can start the funny parts. But it was like they, they wanted to have some jokey torture scenes. Uh, but in order to justify that, they needed Poopa to not speak English. So then they needed this dumb joke. About him not speaking English because they didn't ask, and like it's stuff like that where it just felt like they'd they do something funny and then completely undermine
3: it really contrived yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, um, mm-hmm. but like i said i I, I wasn't ever bored. I, I kind of liked some of the some of the characters to some degree. I would like a sequel if the sequel were better written.
3: It's just going <laughs> to become like a police academy sequel, yeah,
2: yeah, That's which true. was another
3: thing yeah. I was waiting the whole time thinking like, oh. I'm pretty sure by the end of this movie, O'Malley is going to realize that his calling is being a police officer and he's going to go police oh, yeah. academy and win. Uh, but win. that's
2: that's why I thought it would have been funnier if at the end it wasn't that, but instead that like these guys tell him like, well, if you just keep doing this, like no, no one will ever catch you. Yeah. You can just keep pretending to be cops and one day you'll be a cop. And then the next movie you have a movie where like, there's four like, not real cops. Like that's just what they do is that yeah. they're getting paid even though they're not real cops. And that that's sort of the secret is, you know, and then at some point somebody figures it out and they're like, oh no. And then maybe they admit it to their to their new police chief, and their police chief is like, "That's okay. I was never really a police chief. Um, I don't know. Like that to me is more entertaining than like, oh, he ends up being a real cop.
0: I did they like, went too serious. I
4: did like the part in the hardware store, though.
0: Oh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that was really random too. That yeah, never why, was there, yeah random, why was Yeah, the uh, hardware store was random,
4: but the naked sumo wrestler in yeah. the hardware store was really funny.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I liked the other guy more. Like the guy who pops out like this—yeah—this four-foot-tall, super muscular guy swinging the shovel and yelling something, but I don't know what. I think it was something about pigs. I don't know. Um,
4: they were both on drugs or something. They had to seriously be. screwed up. Right.
2: Yeah, but they never explained like because they weren't like like if they had if if uh, the bad guy were like spreading some weird drug, then that would make I don't know. Yeah, whatever. That guy had a lot of money,
4: pallets, and he just kept shooting it with shotguns.
3: Yeah, pallets of cash. It was probably counterfeit money. I know.
2: And that scene, that scene was so sort of lackluster that the whole time I'm sitting there, like, if you walked into a Walmart and tried to spend a fifty dollar bill with shotgun pellets like holes in it, would they take it?
0: <laughs> it's Walmart, of course they would.
3: <laughs> they had a lot of time to hide behind those pallets too. Like I he did. knew they were out of bullets. I don't yeah. know why he kept standing behind the pallet shooting at him. He just walked around and.
4: Yeah. He wanted to shoot stuff. It was he sane. wanted to shoot the, his money.
3: And <laughs> They had the whole room of arsenal and they only brought one clip for each gun. I know. <laughs> so stupid. They, they had all
0: these guns <laughs> there and they just each bring one handgun with one well, clip. They're, they're like, not real cops. We
3: have to say Rob Riggle. Let's not bring him a gun. Wait, right.
0: the fact that they're not real <laughs> cops is why they should do something stupid like
2: bring an AK-47.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would have been good. Yeah.
2: Cool. Um... So next week we're going to go see Tusk.
3: I think. Tusk it is uh, finally. Um, yeah, yeah, finally something
2: that we are actually interested in seeing. Um, and uh, yeah,
4: I hadn't seen the trailer for
2: Tusk until today. Yeah, well, that's the most recent one too. It's um, a good one. It's got it's got uh, Harley Quinn Smith in it. Yep,
3: the yoga hosers are yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool.
4: Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I don't mm-hmm. know
0: if I can That'd do that. That'd be a lot That's of fun.
2: Be tough. Yeah, honestly, like that trailer is the first trailer to make me go, like, oh, God, this might not be for me. Ooh. Yeah, that was this looks, rough. This does look pretty fucked.
4: But I've sat through all of the Saw movies, so I don't really have any room to talk.
2: Oh, yeah, no.
4: And um, I had a nightmare about being in a situation that was Saw like last night. Yeah, that was
2: weird. <laughs> uh, Coral Michael, you guys are blogging and, and vlogging your way across the country. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you guys?
4: Um, if they just go to my Facebook, so cool. if you just search Cora uni on Facebook. I have links up there to everything. We have a YouTube channel and somebody found it by just searching my name on YouTube. Um, I have a blog that is called the world is made of circles. Mine is a coconut. Mm-hmm. So you can Google that and that'll get you there. I have a Twitter, which is something which I don't remember.
3: You know, a coconut's a sphere, right? you it just got a little bump <laughs> in it.
4: That's not the point. <laughs> that is not the point. Yeah, that's, about, that's what I got.
2: Cool, cool, cool. And if you live in Seattle and you have employment...
4: <laughs> Let us know. Let them know. <laughs> if you if if or you're
2: hiring, or, or, yeah. or a couch that someone can sleep on or like anything. Send, send us an email and we will make sure that Cora and Mike come and live in your basement <laughs> for a little while. Because they're doing something fun and exciting and cool. We will miss you here in Colorado. But maybe you will come back.
4: Well, and we'll get to do a lot more cool stuff. Yeah. Like we'll actually get to see Tusk in a theater. In theory, right? Movies like that. You don't that think
2: that Tusk is gonna come to the Durango multiplex?
4: No. <laughs> it might they might play it at Anima City Theater, but I doubt it. And if and anyways that's impossible to get in there too. <laughs> With the limited show times and things like that. So Cool. Who knows? We'll see.
2: All right. Well thanks for coming on the show guys. Thank
1: thanks you.
3: Till next week. Bye good luck on your trip
1: thank you visit our website real dot you can tweet us at real underscore nerds you can email us even real at gmail.com like us on facebook hey stream us on stitcher you want to call us 720-6nerds5 and download us on itunes just search real nerds thank you joe kempter for the wonderful voiceover and also spark Mandrel for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.